Hello, I'm Richard Herring. And I'm Abdullah Crowey. And this is Sight on Screen. podcast where we usually watch a movie that only one of us has seen before and then discuss it afterwards but not this week not and and not the week before yeah we've we've only been doing this for like this is the fourth fourth or fifth week (laughs) we've already gone off track (laughs) already we've already tangent aside we've already tangent aside and uh this is the follow-up to last week's best of and worst of the 2010s yeah so the the plot twist continues and we have switched roles this time finally i have the carrot and it's your time to get the stick Oh, I'm used to the six, so... Uh. <laughs> Good morning to you, too. So, uh, yeah, the idea is that I have a best of list, you have a worst of list, and we are discussing the decade that just come by. So this is starting 2010, ending 2019. Yes. And uh, last week it was me with the best of and you with the worst Exactly. Of. And uh, I-, I got to be upset about things and you got to laugh in my face as you got to talk about things you like. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. So, and, and also another plot twist, which yeah. is that I decided to do it by year. And, and I've decided to do it by genre. <laughs> yeah, so he's just taken a general sort yeah, of worst of and best of. Meanwhile, a, a I've done a very, very systematic... <laughs> hey, I'm organized. <laughs> All right. So, I think you should have the honors to start. Okay, so... So that we can start on a positive note. Well, we're going to start on a positive note. Okay, I'm going to start, I think, with probably the one that had the least options for me, because it's not been the best decade for it, and that's animated films. Oh, we had a ton of great ones. We've had a ton of great ones, but not that but, but just jumped like the last out two years. at me. Yeah, it's been like none that really like just you know been knocking me over the head. So, I kind of went through a little bit. And my top choice is going to be a weird one. But anyway, so uh, I got to admit, I'm a bit of a sucker for like Pixar and such. I liked Inside Out. I loved Coco. Coco was, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. uh, My nephew and his cousins. I went to see Coco in the cinemas, which resulted in the ending scene where a five year or six year old boy in the row in front of me had to turn to his mother and say, Why is the boy behind us crying? That is not a joke. That <laughs> actually <the> happened. <laughs> I'm telling you that it, I I cry in Pixar movies. Up especially just always tears me down. Yeah, up the first 15 minutes. The first, I think it's like nine minutes. That opening yeah, montage. Just that opening montage. It, 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 is, it is. It it felt to me like the movie. Basically, because you know Pixar has several teams working. They mm, some of them yeah, do yeah, shorts. Yeah. Some of them do longer flicks. Yep. And it felt to me like that was the short. That one of the one of the teams did, yep. and they said, "Wow, that's amazing! We can make a full length feature out of this." Yeah, because it feels so special. Yeah, just that it's opening really montage. Got it's like such it's a thing to so it. So good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the rest and it of the gets movie, me every time. Yeah, the rest of the movie is great. That one montage is yeah. damaging emotional. It is. It is a group of men doing CrossFit on your soul. Yeah, it, right. <laughs> <laughs> it is with the ropes and everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but. Yeah, of the Pixar movies, because Up isn't can't be on the list. Up is before 2010, so... Yeah, but do you count, like, uh, Japanese animation as well in that list? Ooh, Because I, we, ha- we had some good movies just the last uh, couple of years, like Your Name and... Yeah. Uh, what is the one... 
the, the one who controls the weather. I forget the name of the movie. Ooh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. but it's by the same the same guy. Ah. So, uh, so yeah. I'll be entirely honest. It's one of those areas of film I don't see that much from unless it gets a lot of attention. I mean, Studio Ghibli. It is. I do. Yeah, I do watch a lot of Ghibli, but I haven't watched a lot of their recent stuff. It's just kind of not on my radar all that much. Okay. It, and that's not because I don't like it. It's just it's not an area I pay attention to unless it kind of reaches out and really knocks me on that and says you need to watch this. Yeah, I mean, I almost put your name on my best of list okay. because it's such a fantastic. Uh, I movie. haven't seen it, so yeah, if should, I if I'd watch. seen it, it probably would have ended no, up on should, the list. We should watch it. That should be one of the, one of the yeah. Later no, episodes. that can be a thing. Yeah, uh, I had Moana on there because I am a complete sucker for no. Moana. I am. I love. Why though? I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's great. It is my dad's favorite movie, which is yeah. Bizarre. You, you've mentioned this he before. Is the Stoic man. It's the most bizarre thing. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you told me about this. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I gotta admit, I am a please, sucker for Moana. Please share that story, because I think it's it's worth sharing. Well, th- my dad has a rule of the house, which is that if Moana comes on TV, it doesn't it doesn't get turned off. It, it needs to... Yes, hello to YouTube. <laughs> we are recording this in an apartment. There is traffic outside. There's nothing we can do about that. So, no, if, the, if Moana comes on TV, it stays on. We are not allowed to change the channel. We are not allowed to turn it off. <laughs> My dad will watch Moana. And obviously your dad is a bit of a character. So Yeah, yeah. no, it, it, it's very anti this man's character because he he is quite a calm stoic. You know, he's a that he's not a very expressive singing and dancing kind of guy, but <laughs> There's nothing greater than just watching my dad just sitting in his armchair, and then you just hear, There's something happening here. (laughs) I can only imagine. It's just the greatest thing. Him and his giant beard is just lovely. Oh, straight face. Yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings was on the potential list for me. I I like Lego Studio. I like how they do this kind of weird combination animation thing. I love it. But I have to give the top prize, and it may not be something you've seen. It is an animated short by the Pixar Sparks division called yep. Kitbull. Kitbull. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend it to you highly. The reason I picked it is for this... I- I'm a big fan of emotional connection. A lot of times I'll watch a movie and I'm like, yeah, I'm on board because I think the technical stuff works and I think it's really well made and all the rest of it. But uh, for me to really remember a film, because I watch so many, it needs to speak to me on an emotional level somehow. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are the same way. Yeah, and I'm I'm one of those people. I mean, I can't be objective about this stuff. I need to be personal and Kitbull on a personal level honestly just speaks to me. It's it's something I will actually put on once in a while just for the emotional journey it takes me on. And that's mm-hmm. uh I I once called it my cleanser. If I need to kind of get a, a lot of emotions out of my system, that's something I can put on and I really feel it. Well, that's interesting. We mm. gotta we gotta watch that too at some point. Yeah, it's only nine minutes long. I recommend it's on YouTube. I recommend everybody watch that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think I think that up. Yeah, was no, the it, same it way. It was made by the same people. <laughs> wouldn't shock me. Yeah. All right, you're up. Oh, okay. So I again went by year, and mm-hmm. my initial pick was one that you did. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so I have to I had to change it last mm. minute. Uh, yep. So I originally chose The Last Airbender because I think that was a horrible, horrible oh, movie. God, so <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. I've tried to avoid your picks and you've tried to avoid mine. Yeah, There's going to be a little don't... bit of overlap, I think, but we can't help that. Yeah, I mean, Sometimes we, we... a movie's just that good or that bad. Yeah. 
And this is definitely one of those times where this movie is just that bad. But oh. I saw another really bad movie in 2010. 2010. Called right. Frozen. And it's not the Frozen you're thinking about. <laughs> it is not it's, the Disney or... No, because uh, that came out later. That's like 2013, 14, I think. Yeah. Whatever. No, this is the 2010 thriller, indie indie thriller horror movie called Frozen with Sean heard. Ashmore. Who is Sean Ashmore? I you don't, don't know Sean Ashmore? Um, Give me a roll. Oh, he's in so many... He's like generic white guy. Oh, him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like... Uh... Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, really? Like okay. Uh, no, uh, what is, what is he, what he's been in? He's, he's Iceman in X-Men. Oh, God, that... Really? Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> That's Mr. Sean Ashmore. <laughs> that is not a human being. <laughs> he's generic that is white a, guy. That is a 3D character model that comes with the software. You load up a character maker and it's you, him. You load up Blender and it's just yeah, Sean it's just Ashmore. Sean Ashmore just looking back at you, going. And Hello. he has been in a video game. Of course he has. <laughs> I think oh. I think he's in, he's in several now. He's of been in two. Of course he is. He needs a career. <laughs> he needs a career. We're not letting him in movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, for me, for me, Sean Ashmore and uh, the guy in Avatar. What's his name? Um... Sam Worthington? Yeah, Worthington. Worthington. They're yeah. like they're the most generic white guys you can find in, in Hollywood. Sam Worthington is generic action guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they just have that like really generic. I, I I love challenging people to try and remember his character's name from Avatar. Oh, Jake Sully. Sully, yes, <laughs> Jake Sully. Because most people just go blank. They're like, oh well, yeah. I really, really, ma- I like making fun of Avatar. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it should have been on the list. Should have been that. <laughs> Had it been in the 2010s. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, that doesn't quite make the list. Yeah. But yeah, no. Because it's Pocahontas retold, basically. Oh, Dances with Wolves, Pocahontas. It is so many movies. I mean, I can appreciate the technology. I can. The technology is amazing. Yeah, for the, for the time for especially. For the time being. Yeah. But ho, ho, ho. What, what a basic story. So yeah, uh, don't watch Frozen 2010. Don't. I, I, I can tell you the plot. It's basically a bunch of uh, assholes, teenagers, mm-hmm. or thirty-year-olds th- playing teenagers. Oh, great! Essentially, <laughs> the typical Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Uh, who gets who, who go on a skiing trip and then they get stuck on the uh, the ski lift. Oh, it's this thing. Yeah, they get stuck on a ski lift oh, and it's freezing. I've heard of this yeah. movie. And it's like freezing cold and oh no, they're going to die of the cold and exposure and oh, and oh. there's wolves or something. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Okay, two films. <laughs> so they I can't can... jump down and break their legs because there's wolves down there. You don't want to do that. Okay, I'm going to give you two <laughs> film alternatives. If you want to watch something with people in the snow and wolves, watch The Grey. The Grey is a fantastic With Liam Neeson, The Grey, yeah. fantastic. If you want to watch the ultimate Teenagers in Danger movie, watch Pumpkinhead with Lance Henriksen. I have not seen Pumpkinhead. It is awesome. <laughs> but Lance Henriksen, the classiest man alive playing a hillbilly, is worth watching. It's kind of like The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Ooh, yes, but more teen horror but and less gore. All right. It's a little bit, it's more, it's, it's directed by Stan Winston, the effects maker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, it's interesting. it's on point. Very it's interesting. bizarre. Very anyway. Interesting. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, frozen. yeah, that's that's my Frozen. And not the Frozen you're thinking about. Yeah, please don't take this clip out of context. Because if yeah. we get a reputation that we hate Frozen, we are screwed. Yeah, we're we're off of... Uh, you know, I, of I, I have multiple nieces and a sister who will hunt me down. <laughs> we uh, have to go off the grid if we do that. No, okay. no. 2010's Sean Ashmore Frozen. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Next section for me. Finally, we're into something I actually have a little bit more option in. Uh, comedy. Complete fair notice. I have, don't think I have a single pure comedy on this list because I do not like modern 
pure comedy as much. They're, they're, I agree with you. I like mixed. <clears throat> I like mixed genre stuff, but I've gone for the ones that lean heavily into the comedy. Uh, 2017 is is strong on this list. The Death of Stalin, yeah. which is such an amazing comedy and satire. It, <clears throat> I think I mentioned that on my list. Sorry, I was drinking water. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> I mentioned The Death of Stalin on my list as well because I think it's just so funny. It's so great. And it's just, it, it is a classic kind of, you don't know where it's taking you because it is so willing to use its actors and its cast. Buscemi just... Oh my god! Knocks yes. it out of the park in that movie. Everyone did. Everyone did an yeah. amazing job. Buscemi, Palin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Palin, you're Michael there. Palin, you, yeah. you act. <laughs> it was you're amazing. Still here. I it mean, was amazing. Uh, the guy who plays uh, Gorbachev, he did amazing. He's a very known actor. Oh yeah, I just don't, I, I, I just don't remember I, I the names. Remember I'm horrible name. with names. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many good people in this. I have to say, though, my personal favorite little moment, when Stalin's son is trying to hide yeah. the fact that yeah. the entire hockey team has been killed in an accident. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so good. <laughs> you're just watching the man panic, and you're yeah, like, it's, it's oh. the guy. It's the guy from Homeland, and, yeah. and he also plays Hitman, uh, the Agent 47 movie. Horrible movie. Don't watch it. Who? Oliphant? No. 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 Oliphant is the two that is the early oh, early two thousand eight yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, I know. Who he you're plays the about. he plays the next one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Horrible yeah. movie. Don't watch it. But great, but great actor, especially in this movie. Yeah, I also <laughs> yeah, had Stalin was fantastic. Two thousand seventeen. I had Cabin in the Woods from two thousand eleven. Yeah, that was. I consider that, that more good. a comedy than a horror. It is definitely it's, meant to be a comedy. Yeah, that's Joss Whedon. Yeah, uh, I prefer it to every one of his Avengers movies. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> good. It's very funny. The Nice Guys. Nice Guys was amazing. Ryan Gosling, yeah. Russell Crowe. Who would have thought that those two were going to have chemistry. that good chemistry? Yeah, <laughs> it's the, just insane. The fact that Ryan Gosling like properly acts in that is bizarre to me. I I. I'm very used to dismissing him as a very, like, stone-faced actor. I like him in stuff like Drive and Blade Runner 2049. And Only God Forgives. Only God Forgives, etc., etc. But man, oh man, is he going... You like that movie? No. Oh, okay. It's that (laughs) acting style. All right. Because I do. (laughs) No, no. I do not. I don't have it on... No. But, uh, no. I was afraid to put that on the list because I know that... The vast majority of people hate this. Hate that movie. Only God forgives. Because it's like there is. I, it has moments I appreciate, and there's lots I don't like about it. Yeah, let's yeah. put it that way. I, I, I can, I can. I but can my my favorite comedy hat. Oh, actually, also on the list, what we do in the shadows because Taika Waititi. You know. Yeah. Oh, what the we do in the shadows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Man, hilarious. That was such a good movie. One cut of the dead. I have not seen that. One cut of the I've dead. Seen all the others is, that you mentioned. One cut of the dead is my favorite comedy of the decade. Who who directs that movie? No idea. All it right. is a small, <laughs> ultra low budget Japanese production. Oh, okay. they put it in one cinema for two days, and it gained such a word of mouth. It has now made its way through every major Wait, horror and festival. This, this might be a spoiler, so I apologize. Is that the movie where there's like they're filming a zombie apocalypse, and then one happens? Yeah. I am not going to spoil it. You are wrong, so I'm not going to spoil oh, okay. it. Really. You're, you're on the right track. All right. So we've saved ourselves there. All right. It is so worth... The only thing I will say is what I was told... Because I saw it when I was working at the Avatar Horror Festival. It is the most fun I've ever had in a cinema. All right. Everyone there was crying from laughter. We, we had this... We, we The credits were finished, and we were all sitting there hanging on to each other. We were laughing so hard. Awesome. The only thing I will say is what I was told... Try and make it through. Keep an open mind for the first 40 minutes. 
Ooh, that's a long time, though. It, it, it's still... It, it isn't challenging, but you have to be on board. Okay. But was, you know which movie I was talking about, right? You've heard of it? What are you talking about? Uh, the one where, where they're filming... Uh, like, where there's yeah, a bunch, yeah, yeah. A bunch that's of a different, film crew yeah, yeah, filming it, a but horror I mean, this movie. Is, One Cut of the Dead is, has, a, has a lot of the same elements, but it isn't going where you think it is. Right. I, I don't want to spoil it, because it is the, the surprise is so worth it. All right. I You're have up. to see it. Yep. Go for it. You're up. Okay, so 2011 is where I'm at now, mm-hmm. and 2011 had a bunch of bad movies, and oh, yeah. it was between two that I couldn't really decide. Uh, so, Green Lantern. Oh. oh, my God. I'm having flashbacks. Help. Help. No. Green Lantern is on that the, list. The flying yellow poop in the sky. Yes, the oh, poop in the no. sky. The guy with the giant head. Yes. Uh, the horrible, horrible CGI on, on oh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh, no. The mask with the thing with the nose. Why would you choose to do that? Oh, that looks so bizarre. Floaty made heady. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. and yeah, number two. And uh, sort of a callback to one of our earlier episodes, uh, Daniel Craig in Cowboys vs. Aliens. Ooh, interesting. I didn't think you'd put that on the list. Why? <laughs> because it, I, I completely forget and that Olivia movie Wilde. exists. <laughs> yeah, and Olivia Wilde, I think, is also in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is she? Favreau? No, Harrison Ford's in it. It's directed by John Favreau. Yeah, so not a great movie. <laughs> I had Ooh. I had much higher expectations, knowing the people that were yeah, involved it's in got making the great, movie. It's got a deep cast. Yeah, but it was it was really really disappointing. What I will say, it was bad. Okay, my my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Green Lantern is the worst movie. Yeah, but by, by, by degrees and by, but Cowboys versus Aliens is so mind numbingly boring. Yeah. And I always say I would much rather have a movie that's bad, yeah. but I, I can at least get some enjoyment out of it, like laughing at it or something oh, yeah. like that, than just a movie that's pure boring. That has always yeah. been like so the, the for criteria. me, Cowboys vs. Alien is worse. Yeah, so it that's why is... I agree, and that's why it was it was between those two, mm, and I and okay. I, le- I lent towards Cowboys vs. Aliens for mm-hmm. that very same reason. Right. It's just a pure boring movie. Mm. It's, a, it's a bore to watch. Yeah, but both of them are are horrible. Yeah, yeah. in their own them. special ways. Yeah. Especially Green, Ra- Green, Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Do not watch that. Unless oh. you're going to watch Deadpool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because then they make fun of it a little bit. <laughs> oh, they, they make fun of it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's be entirely honest. I mean, R- Ryan Reynolds has often... I mean, it's hard for... R- Ryan Reynolds in an interview about Green Lantern. It's amazingly kind of to hear him talk about it. Because, yeah, it's probably the worst decision of his career. But it's also where he met his wife to be. Was it? Yeah, because that that's, where, that's the, where um uh, what's her name? I forget. Oh, uh, now, now you've made me forget it. Damn it. That's not Olivia Wilde, is it? No, no. Le, 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 no, uh Lively. Yeah. Blake, Blake Lively. Lively. That's yeah, the one. Because they co-starred in that, and that's where they met. Really? Yeah, and that's I thought where they, they were already a couple no. by that point. No, no, no. This he he's, this he said this met. in an interview. He just kinda of like he, like people ask him, like, how do you feel about Green Lantern? He's like, it's hard for me to answer that because my wife's listening and it's where we met. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like making fun of a restaurant where you had your first date with the woman who became your wife. It's like, what are you allowed to say? <laughs> well, it's still I, an awful movie. Yeah, yeah. Woo. No, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, but I mean, he he got a lot of uh, free jokes out of it. Oh, he's got in his Deadpool movies. He's, he's damn near made a career making out of fun yeah, of that movie point. at this point. That really. and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh, the feud between them is the best. It thing is ever. the most of any anything they do towards each other is just the this greatest. Is the thing greatest ever. thing. And if you don't already follow them on social media, because. Yeah. 
the, just the feud between them. They do this like almost every week. They oh just yeah, po- they there's just always something. Fun at each other. They just keep constantly poking fun at each other. It's the best thing ever. And it started entering their movies, which is the best. Yeah, specifically <laughs> Reynolds, but yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 there. Hugh Jackman hasn't really had sort of a spoof movie no, in a long time. But, I'm really but g- one of his spoof movies is coming up. Oh. That was a really really oh, bad oh movie. My Don't look at my okay, list. I'm not looking look at my list. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, I'm up next. So now I've gone into the category I probably. I was so uncertain about, and it again. I'm I'm having the same thing where I don't think any movie on this list here is considered a pure romance movie, except one. All right. So I'm going to start with a couple of the middle grounds, then I'm going to the two top contenders and why one came up on top. And this is romance. I put The Shape of Water on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it looks so good. It, yeah. I and mean, I love it's, Michael it's, Shannon. Uh, yeah, Michael Shannon yeah. is awesome. I mean, Guillermo del Toro kind of deserves to be on my list somewhere. Unfortunately, that is the one that ended up having to kind of be his one for the list. It yeah, isn't my winner. Because I guess, what else did he make in 2010s? He made Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Which I do love, but it's not a top of yeah. my list movie. Was Crimson Peak in this decade? Yeah, but also for me, not a top of list. Yeah, I mean, I love although, it. But... Although the movie is fantastic up until the last 15 minutes, those last 15 minutes kind of ruin it. Yeah, it's also just a touch too over art. It's so melodramatic. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly I, melodramatic. It's so melodramatic. I'm like, I kind of like it, but it's more as a guilty pleasure almost because of yeah. how far it goes. But the one good thing that came out of that movie Go was I got introduced to Only Lovers Left Alive, which we mentioned last time. Which is my winner. For a pure comedy? For romance. For romance. Yeah. Yeah. It yes, is my it favorite win. romance movie of should win. the decade. It should win. That the was The only thing that movie. got close to it is Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name is really good. I love that movie so... And, so, and it, and it, so powerful. And, yeah, and I, that's the one that I had that is a pure romance movie. Call Me By Your Name... Yeah, it is a, it is yeah, a pure and, romance And the movie. thing I appreciate about it, and I, it's kind of a... How to put this? Almost a bizarre thing that this is how it has to be. Most movies are so like they don't feel their romance is strong enough, or they don't feel that it's enough, so they always throw extra shit in there. That's why it's always romantic comedy. It's always a melodramatic something else going yeah, on. Teen drama. <laughs> because "Call Me by Your Name" is about two men. They are. It's almost like they felt they didn't have to add extra shit because they've already made the movie controversial somehow. As sad as that is, I agree with you. Yeah, because it's the yeah. exact same thing with Brokeback Mountain. It's like it's these amazing romance movies that feel because they're dealing with something quote unquote controversial. Yeah, they, can, they, can, they can just focus on the romance yeah, and they don't have to add some other. You bullshit. watch Call Me by Your Name, and I, I at least this was my experience. I kept waiting for an antagonist. I kept waiting for someone who was going to break up their love or someone yeah. who was going to disapprove because they were, uh, it was a uh, yeah, Fifty Shades style relationship. <laughs> Fifty or, Shades style where the boss is going to go go gun yeah, and something. make a homemade bomb. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't watch Fifty Shades. I haven't watched it and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I mean, <laughs> no it was bad. <laughs> but this is my point. Call Me By Your Name doesn't have that. It is. Yeah. Everyone involved is kind of either approving or disinterested. And I, it, I just, love the movie for being and it's so beautiful well okay could you argue that uh well no never mind Mm. but yes only lover left only Only lovers left left the left is completely yeah it's jaramush i believe jaramush jim jaramush Jaramush. always a fan of only lovers left alive tom hiddleston tilda swinton tilda swinton being tilda swinton is amazing as a young man Uh, yeah when he He also shows up somewhere else on my list but i mean he is 
that whole movie just is so gorgeous. Bloody zombies. zombies. I love that. Oh, oh the I love the movie. Also, you want to talk about melodrama? Tom Hiddleston, man, oh man. Yeah. That yeah. guy could pull off some melodrama. That's what I'm saying. That's why Crimson Peak yeah. led me into to Only the Lovers, Lovers Left, Left Alive. And I'm so glad for that because it's also one of my favorite movies yeah, of all time. I love it. It, it is, is one of my top a movies. great movie. Yep. So that was my top one for romance. Amazing. All mm-hmm. right. So Different. we're in 2012 now. Yep. And 2012 gave us some beautiful classics like Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And also Lincoln Zombie Hunter, which is more oh, indie. Wow. Those are beautiful, beautiful movies. Vampire Hunter, when I remember, that's <laughs> yeah. Tim... I can never say his name. Tim Barkanon? The same guy who did Wanted. Yeah, the same guy who did Wanted. Which I enjoy to a certain degree. To a degree. It's it's pointless, mindless action. Yeah. But it's got Angelina Jolie, whom I love. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's got, no secret. Um, what is and it's name? got uh, James McAvoy. I like McAvoy, all right. Me too. Yeah. And uh, it's got Morgan Freeman. You yeah. know, you need to have the guy that explains things. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, always have that to have the guy. All that he does in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also the antagonist. Oh, which is he great. really is. <laughs> which is great. But uh, but yeah, and it's got it's got some really interesting like action scenes and, and shots. So yeah. so yeah, I, I I can enjoy that movie for what it is. Mm. But but yeah, so my pick for 2012 worst movie has to go to Battleship. Wow. Yeah, the Rihanna yeah. movie. <laughs> Again, forgot that existed yeah. until you just said it. Who also had what is. Sorry, my brain is struggling to find generic white boy names again. Yeah, uh, who is, what yeah, is this I know, name? I know who you're thinking of, and I don't know either. He was in, in the second season of True Detective. Oh, wait, is it the guy from uh, something of Mars? Uh, John something of uh, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, that's his it name. is Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch. Yeah. Oh Third, man, wait, you're thinking of what are you thinking of? Battleship. Uh, oh, John Mars. John Mars. No, what is it? John something of Mars. John Carter of Mars. John Carter of Mars. That is it. Just called John Carter, though. That movie. It was gonna be called John Carter of Mars. I don't remember what it ended. Yeah, up no, it being. just ended up being John Carter. But oh. that's not. Is it the same guy? Yeah, that's Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, yeah, it he is. Also it, play- is. it is. It is. It is. Who also plays fucking um. Oh, in the X Men Wolverine, he is yes, yes. Uh, he's uh, Gambit. Gambit. He did a great job in Gambit. I love that. I love that role. <laughs> I I hated what they did with his powers, but yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, but it's, his he, accent is also it's really bad. But it's like oh, it's awesome. I, yeah, no. That, that whole movie though, X Men Origins. <clears throat> sorry, that yep. whole movie is a train wreck. But oh. it, it's a beautiful train wreck. Though yeah, I really really it, enjoy it. Is, it. It's, it's so, quite it's an enjoyable so train wreck. Yeah. And then the one guy, the mark with the mouth, let's oh, shut him oh, up. Oh, no. Oh. I, lo- I love the decisions they made for that movie. It's made it wonderful. Yeah, honestly, watch. I mean, if they'd made some better decisions, it would have been a much less memorable movie. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey. So, so yeah, so my 2012 pick is going to go to Battleship, because <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie about a two-player board game, essentially. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean that's how the that well, ooh, that is what the battleship board game is. Yeah, and, and the, movie the movie is about that, but it's got aliens and it's Kinda. got some retarded. <laughs> they made some really bad choices. Liam Neeson has never looked more uninterested in what he's doing. The choices that they made was Just, really dysfunctional. Yeah, Rodriguez is in that. No, it's no, not Rodriguez. No. It's um. Uh, Ella, Ella, Ella. Yeah, it's Rihanna. A, a, yeah. Rihanna, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Rihanna. Trying was in the movie. to be Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, essentially. 
Pretty much. <laughs> That's, I think, uh, it's one of the two movies she's been in, I believe. She's also in that Valerian thing. Yeah. City of yeah. a Thousand Worlds or whatever yeah, it's that called. Sh- that should have been on my list. Ooh, oh my it's, it was it was almost on mine. <laughs> All right. That is some horse shit of a movie. Yeah. Woo. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. What's his name? The guy who played, is the main character? Oh, I forget his name. That guy had a name? Yeah, that guy has a name. I, I uh, can't, but I, 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 you couldn't have told me that. He's got, he's got a face that's so punchable. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, he does. He really does. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> he looks like the guy who plays Joffrey. Right? A little bit. Yeah, no, little he bit looks like slightly, it looks like the opposite. Slightly stoned version of, of Joffrey. Joffrey. <laughs> yeah. And all the, all I know about the girl in that is that she's a singer model and that she... Cara Delevingne? Sounds right. And she does the belly dancing in the Suicide yes, Squad movie. Yes, The horrible belly dancing. Uh, yes, I am belly dancing. <laughs> I would threaten you with my belly button as it moves. It's just... That whole movie is just... Uh, well, we are but, getting... But again, I enjoy that movie... Because at least it can make me laugh as I'm watching it. Yeah, I can watch it and I can laugh through it. It's, it's not a boring movie. Yeah. Okay. Like Battleship. Battleship is a boring-ass movie. <laughs> yeah, you can laugh at it, but those scenes are so far and few in between. Like, you yeah. can watch a trailer and then you can laugh at the trailer, but watching the movie is a, is a dreadful experience. I watched that movie and all I can remember is about enough to fill a trailer. Yeah. That's all I got of yeah, that cause, movie. Because they, they put all the interesting scenes in the trailer. Yeah, it's... It, <laughs> what is it someone called it? It's... Budget Bay. It's just yeah. low-grade wannabe Michael Bay. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, and you're trying to do something that's already awful. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, mm, no. Yeah, so so yeah, Battleship for 2012. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well, good choice. So, now I'm going, ooh, yeah, I'm going to go for horror. Why not? Horror is good shit. So, there was a couple of high contenders on here. It's been a good decade for horror. Yeah, it has. one that we did mention last time, so I'm not gonna get too into it. Under the skin, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, can you really categorize that as horror? I do, mainly because of how disturbed it makes me feel. Uh sure. I would think that's more thriller because it's, it's, it's more of a it's mystery. It's such a weird thing that I kind of didn't know where else to put it, except for horror. I did have a category called other, and I probably could have called it, put it there. Yeah, no, because I I personally would classify it as sci-fi thriller. I agree with you, but yeah. it is it has such a unique atmosphere. And I agree with you. I kind of <laughs> would have said you almost need to be prepared for a horror movie walking into it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of where I am with that one. Yeah, because there are a lot of disturbing scenes. Even the opening scene yeah, is really just, disturbing. It is, it, is, it is so uncomfortable and it's so eerie. Yeah. While it may not be a true horror film, I feel at least it deserves consideration as one. And the fact that they filmed basically in the streets. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Quite a few people are not actors. They're just. They're just people that they literally found on the street. Yeah. And they were talking to them with hidden cameras, essentially. And it's it's so bizarre watching because it feels off. I mean, it's. Yeah. It gets under your skin, quite literally, that way. Quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so didn't want to get too heavily into that one. The Babadook, 2014. Yeah, Babadook was great. The yeah. acting was amazing. Yeah, Australian film. Australian films in general, especially horror, like small budget yeah. horror movies, they are they are amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we already talked about Hereditary, so I wasn't going to put that in my categorization. Oh, but it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> so but good. the Babadook is kind of the closest I can think of spiritually in a lot of ways. Sure. So it, that's why I kind of yeah. put that on the list. Uh, in case you haven't seen it, 2016, Train to Busan. I have. Possibly one of my favorite zombie movies ever made. Yes, I love. I do that remember movie. it being a fantastic it's zombie just movie. It's such a. Simple, I just don't remember much of the well movie. Well done movie. 
Yeah, no, and for me, that was craftsmanship. It's just, it's everything yeah. you want from a zombie movie done right. Yeah, I remember I was entertained throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't remember too much of it. I no. Was, I remember some of the characters and stuff like that, but, like, the actual individual scenes, I don't I don't remember oh, okay. too much no, of it. No, it really got me. I I, li- I love that movie. But, yeah, I, I remember I remember saying to my brother that that mm. was the best zombie movie I'd ever seen. Yep. And I'm not a fan of zombie movies. Kind of where I'm at. That's why yeah. I thought it deserved special consideration. <laughs> so, I, I, I like that you put it on the yeah. list. Yeah. Get Out... Get Out, Jordan, oh, Peele. Jordan Peele. I mean, both of his movies were really great, but Get Out was much more so. Yeah, also because of how out of nowhere it came. Yeah, I mean, it was just wait, what is that? And it's a train hitting you. It is just like <laughs> it, it really was so Thomas the Tank. Yeah, <laughs> it was so unexpected, and it was just so utterly captivating. I mean, you're just kind of like you're sitting there, and you're like, it's a mo- oh. And you're just yeah. drawn in. And there, there is a lot of disturbing concepts. Oh, yeah. Jordan Almost Peele, more Jordan so Peele, than there yeah. was actual horror. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's more disturbing yeah. than actual horror. And but I find... It was the same way with his other movie, Us, which yeah. came out in 17, I believe. I, ooh, I would have said 18, but I don't know. I'm yeah. not, I haven't got it on my list, so I don't have a date. But, I mean, for me, Get Out was... Again, it's just... I, at least, am way more into creepy, eerie, disturbing, straight-up trying-scare-me-horror stuff, I, not a lot of it really registers too well for me. I can watch it, and I can think it's done well, and then I'll forget about it. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. kind of throwaway yeah, stuff for me. Usually. Conjuring, Insidious, all that stuff. Yeah, The James Wan school, almost, I could call <laughs> the it. The James Wan school of horror. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that stuff is kind of like, yeah, it's there, it's all right. Saw. Yeah, moving on. It's just, like, don't... And then, again... You might disagree with my categorization, but I'm choosing to put it on the horror list. Okay. Mandy. No, I can see that. It does turn more horror-esque yeah. towards the end. And again, that's because I think for me that it's almost what I consider the greatest horror trick is to convince you you're not in a horror movie until you are. Yeah. Because because all the way up leading to the ending, uh-huh. it's, it's a very... It's, it's a very slow burn, oh, yeah. obviously. It's more of a... It's, it's a psychedelic a, yeah, slow burn, it's but it's a slow burn. I will yeah, that. and and it's it kind of it covers itself in the in the veneer of psychological thriller. Yeah, but then it just twists into yeah, and it, full out and again. It's this thing where about catching me unawares and kind of catching me when I'm not looking for it has so much more impact on me. That's why Mandy kind of sticks out for yeah, me in that Yeah, and field. it's probably the most Nicolas Cage has been Nicolas Cage oh. since like Face Off. <laughs> it's so great to see him properly act. So that actually yeah. won out for me in terms of horror. I I, I kind of want to give it to Get Out, but for some Mandy, the combination of all those genre elements that I just love, Nicolas Cage at his best. I mean, it's just got too much going for me and for it to ignore. Yeah, I think Get Out is more. It's not really traditional, nope. but it it is more traditional than Mandy. Correct. Is. Mandy is a, Mandy is a very more like experimental type film. Yeah, I would say. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it's by the same guy who did uh, what is it called, uh, Black Rainbow or something like that. Oh, Cosmatos. Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah, yeah, he's a which I case. love that movie though. Yeah, no, I yeah. Uh, give me that. Mm. That's, but yeah, uh, very very psychedelic movie as well. Yes, uh, I wouldn't really recommend it to most people because nope. I don't think most people would enjoy that kind of movie. I got uh, one not, of those. Not Mandy, but no, no, no. The, the Black Rainbow. Black Rainbow. Is it I'm, called un- 
What is it called? Over the Black Rainbow? Over the Black Rainbow. So yeah. I, was, I was like, it's not under, is it? No, yeah. I think it's Over the Black Rainbow. Yeah. I have another film on here that is of the same kind of caliber of weirdness. So that, right. that'll that'll be coming up. Okay. So we're in 2013. Hua. And that's where I put, and also you put, apparently, uh, A Good Day to Die Hard. Oh. Because it's such a boring, just, it, it boring just is movie. It is the worst movie. It is the worst movie. But I had a backup, which I think no one saw. I think like six people saw this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's got Hugh Jackman, and it's a spoof movie. Please tell me it's not film 43. It is film oh, 43. No! <laughs> no! It's film no! 43. <laughs> no! Anything but that movie. Yeah. No. Oh, avoid avoid oh. that movie like it's the plague, because it is just... I, I, I would I rather hope, watch A Good Day to Die Hard again. Yeah, like I hope me putting it on the list doesn't encourage more people to watch it, no. which is why I put it only as a backup. Ne- never, Because ever I didn't want to encourage more people watching it. But, but yeah, please do not watch this no, movie. D- it is really, really bad. Not only is it really bad, it makes it hard to respect a lot of the actors involved yes, afterwards. Yes, Hal Berry, Hugh Jackman. Oh my I mean, god! It's just like, you're it's like so. You're, I, I can't look at you the same way. And I love Hugh Jackman. I know he's one of my favorite actors. He's so great, and then no. And Halle Berry and Catwoman, like you know, I love that. Oh <laughs> no, wow, really? Yeah, I'm just joking. But Ooh. but yeah, like it's just it's really really bad. Wow, yeah, that movie sucks. And I'm guessing you forgot about that movie, too. <laughs> you forgot that that existed. You erased it from your mind because you need to do that after watching that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it just it just didn't register. I'm like looking at like the worst of list, and I'm like, film 43, did I watch that? I don't remember. And then I looked up some stills from it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not talking about this. Yeah. I refuse. <laughs> I'm just, nope, we're ignoring this entirely. <laughs> yeah, like, pe- people say the the room is bad from uh, Tommy Wiseau oh, and, and stuff no, like that. You know what? Like, I would rather no. watch that. Yeah, no, because that, that's at least funny to watch. For some parts of it. I mean, you, yeah. there are funny bits in between all the nonsense. Yeah, but... like the spoons and oh. <laughs> the pictures of all the spoons and then you tear me apart, Lisa. Yeah, let, let's be clear about this, just so we don't leave anyone with a false impression. Yeah, The Room has exactly one way it should be watched. A YouTube best of moments of clip with friends. Yeah, sure. The entire film should never be seen. No, it should because though, because you know, those those ridiculous sex scenes are hilarious. Yeah, but here's the problem: <laughs> is that every time you get one of these like little funny moments you see in the best of clip, you are missing the ten to fifteen minutes of nothing before they get to the next funny part. I, I, I just I've it, seen it like I've seen it three times. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong? Because I saw with you? I saw it once alone. I thought it was hilarious. Oh. I had to watch it with my wow. sister because I told her, "Hey, you need to see this." Oh yeah. And then I saw it also with my brother and his wife. So wow. so because I wow. told them, "You need to see this." Yeah, but that's how you're supposed to watch it. You need to be sharing it with someone and then yeah. watching half the movie and half their reaction. But I originally watched watched it alone. That's. And Same, I probably. thought it was insane and hilarious. It and is I was actually like, very... I need to share this with as many people. Hello, doggy. It's but, just, yeah. it's just but no. so, mind-blowing. But not Movie 43. No, movie 43 it is not. Is it movie 43 yeah, or 43? No, Movie 43. Movie 43. Yeah. Movie 43 is just a horrible, horrible movie. And it's disturbing in the worst way. Yep. So, please, please, please. Harm. I hope that... This doesn't encourage anyone out there to watch it. Don't, don't it do that to yourself. It shouldn't be watched. Don't ever. do that to yourself. Please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Yeah. But I had to put it on there since you already yeah. took a good day to die hard. So Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. That is fair enough. I'm having the same kind of problem in Thriller. 
where where you can't really it's not well, a, it's, it's not like, a pure genre film no it's i love thrillers. which is why i didn't go by genre now yeah. do, you, do you see the trouble with going by genre it's just the fact that we talked about almost all of these movies last week that's kind of my problem all of them? almost really? yeah i mean pretty much i think all of them came up nightcrawler oh, I, yeah it came up it came up black swan came up that's true. Black Swan. Three Billboards beautiful. Outside Ebbing, Missouri, I think, came up at that one point. That is a great movie. Oh, isn't it just? I, I... Yeah, do I Like, think... watch one of those. Do not watch movie 43. No, no, no. Watch one of these movies. You know, I'm already into mine now. I'm just talking about yeah. thrillers now. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know what? We, I want to get away from yeah. movie 43 just yeah. as quickly as we can. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Nightcrawler, again, we mentioned it last week, is Jake Gyllenhaal... Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal at his best. I mean, I honestly can't think of a better performance he's given. And he usually gives his he's A-game every time. He's usually such an A-game actor. Yeah. I honestly am willing... To, even Source Code I liked him in. Yeah, and he, think, he was by far the best part of I think of Source, Source Code's Code. a boring-ass movie, but I loved him in it. Yeah. Because he always brings his game A-game. He's, Vera, Vera Farmiga, I believe, was also in that movie. The girl from... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. From Contra. Wow, completely forgot she was yeah. there. She left no impression in that movie. <laughs> But that movie is that kind of thing, yeah. though. It is such. It is. It's not a bad sci-fi premise, but it's kind of shit. Nightcrawler, though, is Gyllenhaal yes. playing. It, I, I, I've I've seen Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, yeah, multiple times. So, it's same here. So so good. Maybe it's, cinema's best performance as a sociopath. I think so. Not a psycho, not a villain, quote unquote, but yeah. an actual sociopath. Yeah, and the movie doesn't shy away from it. It's Ooh. not trying to build him up as a hero. Not at all. It's not even trying to build him up as an as a an antagonist. Ooh. Because you know you have movies that build up character, like for example, 2019's Joker. It yep. builds up an antagonist, and yeah. that's fine, or an yeah. antihero, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in this one, it doesn't really want you to think of him as a hero, nor no. as an antihero, or as an antagonist. This is just this is and his behavior a almost... character study of a sociopath. Yeah, with no ho- no yeah. holes barred. I and guess. his his character doesn't really escalate. His situation does, and we are just given more access to what's happening behind the you know the mask because yeah. of the situation. There is yeah. no indication that he's changing. No, no, he doesn't change throughout the whole movie. Like, like he he starts at one point yep. and he ends at essentially the same point. Same it's point. just him navigating this the, world. The, I mean, Bill Paxton is in this, and they, the, oh, that's just beautiful. Conflict is so great. I mean, and it's not even that much of the movie. The conflict, no, it's like it's, it's so memorable. altogether, altogether, it's like ten, maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah. Of the movie is that conflict, but it's every single part of this movie is oh, incredibly memorable. It really uh, is. His interactions with uh, the newscast uh, lady, lady who oh oh my god, the, like some of the most disturbing and incredible yeah. acting I've ever seen. Completely because it's especially not, like towards the end. Yeah. Oh my god! It, like, and it's not over the top, and it's, it's not, not melodramatic. It is restrained and implied, and it is very much in the performance you need to look for what's happening here yeah it's very much show don't tell oh, kind of so, situation it is my kind of filmmaking up down down the street love it uh, you were never really here oh amazing performance Lynn Ramsey Phoenix. I mean I almost put we need to talk about Kevin on the list as well that's from a great Lynn Ramsey because they're also, also Tola, fantastic Tola also now right yep. yep you were never really here though is at least for me the best Joaquin Phoenix performance uh, I know other really people... after Master, even with Master, because I feel that's more of a duet. I think that's him and Seymour Hoffman. I think yeah, it's just... sure. I do think it's a better, perhaps, performance, but I feel it's less less impactful. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. you were never really here. 
That is the depths of emotion. Yeah, I, I think I think actually you are never really here is what led to him being cast as uh, the Joker in 2019. Oh, I would guarantee. Yeah, almost. because yeah. that's also very much the camera is entirely focused on Phoenix at all times. Yep, and it's just him giving this incredible performance. Yeah, uh, of a really, really interesting character. I mean, also, the, show don't tell yeah, scenario I mean, in that movie. Phoenix is right up there with um, Jared Leto. No, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. dare not speak the demon's name. Uh, I hate Jared Leto. Uh, who am I thinking of though? I'm thinking of. Um, uh, there will be blood. Um, oh, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Him and Phoenix are one of the couple of the only actors I can think of who can really carry a film with no instance of likability. They're not sure. There is no. There's no attempt almost for humanity. They are doing something. Gyllenhaal so did the same thing with Nightcrawler. Com- completely. Yeah. But Gyllenhaal usually yeah, has he, a likable character because he is a very charismatic yeah, guy. Yeah, and he, yeah. even even the Nightcrawler character has moments of something. It's a bizarre charisma, but it's there. Sure. Okay. That I can polite see what you mean. kind yeah, of thing he yeah, does. It, that it's, is true. Yeah, it's very engaging. But I mean, uh, you feel so painful watching this movie of You Were Never Really Here. Yeah, and even the action is very subdued. It's incredibly realistic. Yep. It, and really violent. Yeah, and... Even though the it's, little n- it's not it's not so gory. Like, it's no. not a really gory movie, but it's just it just feels it's incredibly heavily violent. implied because of the way it's shot. Yeah, but if... Yeah, exactly. Just mm. You just feel like this is incredible violence. Yeah, Lynn Ramsey is very good at that. I yeah. mean, same thing with you. We, never, we need to talk about Kevin. I mean, it's not... Yeah visceral but it is utterly impactful i mean yeah. that's kind of the the balancing routine i was it's, it's, going it's, to put drive as my top but i'm actually changing it to you we're never really here i do love drive oh uh, i left it out of my list because of the i know of you. i know and that's why i'm like i guess i have to do drive now but no which one did i pick instead of drive Can't remember oh uh, yeah it's probably i got it no here. i mean you were never really here drive is fantastic and it is my favorite gosling performance bar none I, I think he oh, has... Tree of Life, yeah. Oh, Tree of Life. That's more you, anyway. Uh, Hall. <laughs> no, Gosling has a really restrained, understated thing going on in that film that I really like. Yeah, no, I think, I think the I best thing about... I love the soundtrack. About, yeah, no, Ooh. obviously. <laughs> it's, like, one of the first movies to... That and The Guest is one of the, oh, or yeah. one of the first movies to really go for that full 80s synth, uh, the neo-wave. Yeah, synth Guest wave. didn't quite make it here, but I do like that movie. Yeah. No, it's an enjoyable movie. It's an enjoyable movie. It's almost cathartic. But, yeah, yeah no, I like yeah. that movie. It, but but it's, it's not really, like, a best-of kind no, of movie. No, but, but it's definitely a movie that just should be on, like, someone's, uh, like, bucket list. Because yeah. it's, it's, I think it's really enjoyable. Yeah. But You Were Never Really Here is one of those movies I would say anyone of a of a mature age anyone you need to be a bit of of an adult I'd almost say to yeah like get I, this I, movie. I wouldn't even say like 18 no kid, and, get into yeah. your 20s get into or I mean you have to decide for yourself but it's but yeah you have to have a bit of a mature mindset to get into this yeah I mean because otherwise it may feel like uh it might be a very simplified in your mind yeah I think and then it's not really that enjoyable the way I heard it had someone explain it to me which is why I watched the movie to begin with is a guy I knew who was way older is a guy who ran a cinema. And he pretty much just said to me, Richard, I think you would like this movie. And I said, why? And he said, because you've had some hard living. Interesting. If you've had hard living and you know in some way emotional turmoil, you've gone, you've gone through a bit of shit, this movie is 
something you can understand. You're at least speaking the same language, yeah. even if it is by far more extreme than anything I hope most people can imagine personally. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, but, but yeah, definitely, you know. So uh, yeah, you were never really here. Just I, I, that movie left me reeling. I, I, I don't think any movies hit me quite as hard since I watched Apocalypse Now when I was like thirteen. Oh, that's a beautiful movie. I it is the movie that I got mean, me in love. Martin, Martin Sheen's performance on that. It's is the movie incredible. that gave me my love for cinema. I mean, that's the movie that knocked it out of the park for me. Yeah, which is based on Heart of Darkness, right? Heart of Darkness, yeah. Joseph Conrad. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think, okay. the, I think the greatest thing about Drive is just how off uh, out of nowhere it came. Oh, uh, yeah, completely. I mean... Yeah, it caught everyone off guard. Well, not completely. <laughs> because and I think what's so great about Drive is that it's not... I mean, it's a... It presents itself as an action movie, but it's mm. essentially a romance. It is, and I, yeah. it's a romance between two characters who are in such an odd place emotionally, kind of? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's such it's not a bizarrely a... detached story. Yeah, it's this is not a healthy relationship no. by any means. You want it and, to be uh, one, and it's not because any part, member of it is like against the other. It's just two broken people who really can't make the puzzle essentially, pieces fit. Yeah, and Oscar Isaacs gives a really, oh, really good he's really Jessica Chastain's also Jessica really good Chastain's in it. Really good in it. I think that's the uh, first time I really Brian noticed Cranston. her. Brian Cranston. <laughs> yeah. Also, Ron, Perlman, Ron Perlman comes in as John well. C, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. I mean, John C. Riley's a guy I knew from comedies. I am like, holy Christ, no, no, no. is he terrifying? In no, that. Jo- John C. Riley uh, in dramatic roles is incredible. Yeah, yeah, completely. yeah. He, he's a, he's a really funny guy uh, when when given the right yeah. material. Like he he's he, I've he is never a, he seen a funny... him do something like this. But, so for uh, me, but it no. was a complete revelation. And he has a lot of other dramatic roles that, that we can get into. On oh, yeah. Day. But, uh, but yeah, no, John C. Riley is a great actor. Oh, yeah. So we're at 2014 now. Yep. And in 2014, we have a very, very uh, beautiful movie. Gorgeous, gorgeous movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, by one of the best performances by Aaron Paul, I believe his name is. Uh, the guy in Breaking Bad. Yeah, I know who Aaron Paul is. Yeah. I'm waiting to see where this is going. Uh, and also, Mr. Robot himself, I believe, Rami Malek is in that as well. well it's the movie Need for Speed. I never watched that. <laughs> you didn't? Are you oh, kidding me? Brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> Aaron Paul in a video game racing movie? Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. That has nothing to do with the video game. I'm like, I, I took one look at that poster and I'm like, not if you... Paid me. Uh, Michael Keaton is in that movie as well. No. Yes. <laughs> Michael, what are you doing? It's, Michael, it's a, no. It's a great movie. Everyone should watch it. It's beautiful. I love Michael Keaton, even if he does awfully <laughs> awful movies. It is one of those movies there that if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the movie. Oh, yes. That doesn't surprise me. Because Jesus Christ, the movie Paul. sets up a conflict in the first, like, I want to say, like, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And then nothing really happens until the last 10 minutes. I mean, I gotta appreciate Aaron And then nothing was resolved, really, at the end, which is really funny. Here's yeah. the thing. I feel bad for Aaron Paul, because Aaron Paul has a very specific acting skill set that I don't feel anyone except Breaking Bad has quite managed to use yet. He and that, mu- was, that was his breakout role, yeah. I think. Like, I, I don't think it's his first role, but it was definitely his because breakout role. now they're trying to make him into a starring role. He's not. No, Aaron he's Paul a might be actor. the greatest purveyor of pissant energy of yeah. any actor I can think of. Science, bitch. I mean, he. <laughs> this is the loser. He is yeah, the yeah. ultimate 
and that, that's good shit. That's why he does so well in uh, BoJack Horseman. Yeah, because honestly, what he should be trying to do is take every job they offer to Steve Buscemi. Sure. He yeah, could he's be a young, the he, next yeah. young Steve Buscemi. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is such. He has such a sack of shit loser feel to him. <laughs> every time he's on screen, and that's the worst part. Is like every time you give him something that looks like a reasonable haircut and a leather jacket, I'm like, I'm like no. you don't fit here. No. You should be doing heroin in a corner. Yeah, you should be in sweatpants and a beanie. <laughs> you should be dead in a gutter. What are you doing? Although, in that, although, in that car. To be fair, like even in the later seasons of Breaking Bad, he he does. He does act really well. He, I mean, I'm not he saying is, he's not a bad yeah, actor. He's, he's not, not, he's not a bad actor. Saying. But he, yeah, he's more of a supporting actor. He, he, is he a supporting elevates actor others. With yeah. a very specific kind of feel to him. Like Buscemi. Buscemi never played normal acting roles, really. Well, Boardwalk Empire. Later. Of. That's a later Buscemi. I'm talking young Buscemi. Oh, okay. Young yeah. Buscemi had a very specific look and feel that well, yeah. kind of gave him this capability of being those kind of characters without being a bad actor. One of my favorite Buscemi roles is in Desperado. Oh my god, yeah. yes. Yeah. Exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like that a loser a, piece of shit. That is a loser piece of shit energy, man. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. It's really great. Also, Tarantino having yeah. loser fucking oh, energy. Oh yeah, no, Tarantino in all his movies is a loser piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, with the worst assortment of accents of any yeah. <laughs> I've looked at he, that. He's even worse than Brad Pitt. And that's saying something. <laughs> When it comes to accents, yeah, like yeah, that, that yeah. Australian thing he's doing. Ooh. No. Anyway, moving no. on. Moving <laughs> on. Ooh. So, yeah, Need for Speed for 2014. Wow. It is not a fun movie to watch, but it's, uh, well, yeah, keep, it's, keep, it's a fun I, I like movie. the fact that you've gone for boring, because you keep picking up movies I forgot happened. Yeah. <laughs> I keep having, like, flashback memories. But again, it's like I told you, I, I like, I can... Like I can enjoy a movie like Suicide Squad because mm-hmm. you know I can I can have a good laugh out of it. There right. is stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is some entertainment value there. But a boring movie is the yeah, worst kind of is, movie. It is really bad. <laughs> yeah, and that was sort of what happened with the Legend, the movie of which we shall not. Oh speak yeah, of. <laughs> the, the Legend that, that yeah the oh no yeah. oh, as no, bizarre no. as that movie is, it, it is was boring. so boring. <laughs> it is so boring. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to my next picks. But, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, oh, no. That makes me worried. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to go for sci-fi. And I'm going to I'm gonna actually split sci-fi into two areas because I kind of feel it needs two separate things. So sci-fi 1 and sci-fi 2. So the sci-fi sequel, 1, which the is reckoning. what I call near sci-fi. Oh, right, so low S- fantasy, you mean? Like low, like- low, low sci-fi, to put it that way. Near okay. future sci-fi. So something like Interstellar, maybe. Interstellar, we could go into low sci-fi. Yeah. I will agree. I will completely give you that one. It isn't on my list because we talked about we it. talked about that one already. Yeah, that was on my list. So for me, there were kind of mm, three options here. Or yeah, one of them is kind of a little bit in between the two. I'm gonna put it into the other one, but anyway, three options. Ex Machina. Alex oh, Hart, Oscar Isaac I, again. Oscar Isaac again. And Alicia Vikander. Vikander, yeah, yeah. Man, that movie. Yeah, rocks. that movie was really good. It's, I mean, it, and it's made for almost for being Hollywood, no money. Yeah, I mean, the, the amount yeah. of skill and talent in terms of just visual effects is astounding. Yeah, I mean, the whole movie takes place in a single location. Yeah, essentially three or four sets. Yeah, but one character is primarily CGI on a fifty million dollar budget. That's uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it it's 
kind of, you would have almost said impossible. Yeah, but it's the kind of CGI, well, the lighting helps, obviously. Lighting helps, and the way they did it was because Because the lighting doesn't change. Correct. Right? The the rooms in which she finds herself in are very consistent lighting, so it's easier to do the CGI. Also, it's not too flashy. Nope. It is very subdued, sort of uh, robot, yeah. if you will. Here's the thing, CGI. though. You know how they did it and why it was not as expensive as it could have been? Because it was hand animated. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They just took months and months to do it. They took the time. Wow. So they didn't even build a 3D model. They did, but then they had to hand animate the motion to line it up with the character. Okay, so they didn't do motion they, capture. They couldn't get it to work completely. They had to kind of, because you had to see through elements. So ah. you had to hand animate the in-between sections. All right. Well, that's okay. Interesting. It's it's a it's a thing to watch at the behind the scenes of. Okay, so you have that oh, one. Yeah, but yeah, Oscar Isaac, man. Yeah. Is it? Arrival, Denis Villeneuve, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, of course. Possibly the smartest sci-fi that's come out in a dog's age. Yeah. The only gripe I have with that in terms of smartness is that when the aliens are drawing the oh, okay. circular figures, it should be mirrored. Correct. <laughs> You're not wrong. Because they're... Yeah, you should be looking at it from the other mm, way. That's mm. the only crime. But that's me nitpicking. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, like, I love that unless movie. They're, unless they're proficient in writing backwards. I don't know. Which they could be. Or, no, they say it's the same any way you turn it, something like that. I uh, I believe it is mentioned. But you know, I love that movie. I think it is smarter as, smart as hell. Beautifully constructed. Just a tight little sci-fi narrative. Mm. Love it. And uh, what's his name? Hawkeye. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner's great in that. Yeah, I've, I've, he's usually not in a lot of movies where I like him as an actor. Correct. I agree with you. But I think that, and I think the movie's called Kill the Messenger, also in this decade. Great, great movie. You should watch that. Oh, I haven't watched that. What You know one thing? He it's, did it's show a, up in it's, that... a, it's a political kind of thriller, So, and I enjoy those a lot. I like politics. I get into it a lot, so I like those kind of movies. Uh, but yeah, he does a great job playing that reporter. It's based on a true story too. Yeah. So I mean, I it. liked him in the recent uh, Mission Impossible movies. You know, he's he's a fun he's, he's a fun guy. Yeah, even in Hawkeye, yeah. he's he's a really fun actor. But, but I gotta but admit, he's not like an actor's actor. You know what you I mean? You know, one place he really brought it for me that I didn't expect. I did. I expected to hate the movie to begin with. Okay. And then he brought the energy. Tag. Yeah. Jeremy yeah. Renner fucking brings it in Tag. I'm like, I, whoa. I, yeah, because I actually enjoyed Tag. I, me too. Yeah, I, I had really a fun time with Tag. Like, yeah. Wow. I, this Him is and John Hamm, man. Oh, they, man were, they were hamming it up. I mean, that's kind of why I went for it. I'm like, John Hamm usually picks a good project. Usually. Not, Not always, always, but usually. usually. <laughs> I can usually look at Hamm and go, at least I'm going to like you. Yeah. Because I like, I love Hamm. Yeah, but, no, no. He's, he's, he's amazing. Like he's him. great. He's so charismatic. And then, again, <laughs> one of these... Should have been a Bruce Wayne. <laughs> should have been. One of these little beautiful things that just comes out of nowhere. Upgrade. 2018. I haven't seen it. We need to watch that movie. I... I know what movie you're talking it. about. And, I, and it's basically... It's got discount Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has discount Tom Hardy. Yeah. yeah the guy looks, a, the guy, he looks so much like Tom Hardy. with the beard. Yeah. It's the beard. He yeah, looks a lot I mean, like here's, him. Here's the thing I will say about Upgrade. And it's why it kind of spoke to me. One of my favorite classic movies is the original RoboCop. We talked about this when yeah. I talked about the remake. This, for me, is this decade's RoboCop. Yeah. I can see That's that. Exa- and when I was watching it, I'm like... Because this movie, yeah, you look to trailer and you think, oh, yeah, it kind of hits those spots. The commentary yeah, on it is, it is technology. A, it is a funny movie. 
It's not. Yeah, it has moments of. It's, yeah. it's a good balance. It's got funny moments. It's, it's got action moments. Yeah, it's got a satire, but in a very dark, pessimistic tone. Yeah, dark comedy. I yeah, guess. <laughs> and I gotta say though, there is an actual moment in this movie, and I'm not gonna spoil what it is. And I watched this with a group of friends. We were all kind of watching this, going like, "Oh yeah," and we all shut the fuck up. And it has nothing to do with like a scare or technology. It has to do with performance, where you are actually given a real acting performance in this by this country. Yeah. Cool. And it just, you're, you are literally sitting there going, this is not what I signed up for, but okay, movie. Yeah. Sell me on this. Because I've seen him, like, I haven't seen that movie. And no. I know of him as an actor. Because mm-hmm. he has been in a lot of, like, uh, smaller roles. Yeah. But uh, there's a video game. It's, it's technical. I, I don't know if you can even call it a video game. It's right? called Telling Lies. No it's essentially a video game where you're looking through a bunch of videos that are like uh, live action videos. Okay. And you're trying to suss out a story. So you're doing like web searches and that kind of stuff. And it's just this group of people that that are somehow connected. And they they either you either see them like on video calls or vlogs and that kind of stuff. Okay. And he's one of the main oh. characters. I think it's three characters. And the performance he delivers there. Yeah. Incredible. So yeah, no, I, uh, I would recommend if you're not into playing video games, yeah. like watch a YouTube uh, gameplay of of that. Yeah, okay. It's really really interesting. I, I'm just also gonna say for upgrade, again talking about a movie that speaks to me. When the movie opens with a man working on the engine of a car while drinking a beer and listening to Smokestack Lightning performed by Howlin' Wolf. Okay. A blues song. Yeah. I'm there. All right. That is that is as me. the blues guy. <laughs> that, that, the blues guy who likes working on cars yeah. while drinking beer. I, so so that was know, me. This Transformers one. Two wasn't really your thing, but this because that's also <laughs> working on a car drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, but I, here's the thing. Yeah, because that's Mark Wahlberg, and when he looks no, up, no, no, oh, no number, two, number, number two, number two. It's when they uh, who the hell is in two? I can't it's remember. Megan Fox. Oh, she's Megan working Fox. on the on she's the car. She's working on a bike. I thought. Was it a bike? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the camera you're... never looks at the vehicle. It's no, only it's... her butt. No, that's <laughs> the only it's, thing. It's a ass shot. But here's the thing. <laughs> Megan Fox doesn't look like she knows her way how to handle a spanner. This guy, like... <laughs> well, Apparently, that's how she... she I mean, no disrespect to no, Megan no, Fox. No, no, again, we, again but, we feel terrible. Yeah, we feel really <laughs> terrible. And we've, we've gone through this before. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, the way that she... Apparently, the way that she got the job mm. in the first Transformers was by washing Michael Bay's car. That was her audition. Can we all just agree that Michael Bay needs to go burn in hell? Yeah, he's an asshole. Can we all just agree yeah, on that? I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Excellent. He's, he's an awful, awful human I being. I was so hoping you were going to say she fixed his car or something. No, she washed his car. <laughs> washed his car. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay needs to go and die in a ditch. It's Yeah, it's horrible. God but, uh, almighty. Moving on. <laughs> Before I get angry. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, that was your pick? Yeah, no. For for that era of, like, near sci-fi. Yeah, ex- Something that li- I like low-budget sci-fi. Stuff that isn't, like, huge and spectacular. That okay. one just kind of knocked it out for me. All right. Yeah, because uh, The Martian is also... It's, it's not... It's different part of the list. All right. All right. Different part of the list. Okay. So, where are we now? We're in 2015. Mm-hmm. 2015 was an interesting year. Yeah. Yeah. And it had one of the best sequels I've ever seen. The, the, <laughs> the camera work in this movie is... Incredible to oh, say the least. Oh my god, where are we going? And I'm talking about Tac 3 and 3. 
Taken three. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's no. written with a three. Ta- oh, yeah, it is, Ta- isn't it? Tack three in. Oh. <laughs> so, taken three. Oh, no. Taken three. They took three. my daughter again. <laughs> again. <laughs> For the third time. They took my daughter, they took my wife. Now they're taking her back again. <laughs> I have a very specific set of skills. Making sequels. I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> I will find you, and I will wake you watch my movie. <laughs> so, yeah, taken three. The camera work is incredible. Oh, and it's, it's, it's just... It's it's literally the meme you see of how many cuts they can put in a oh, single action yeah. when he's climbing a fence. <laughs> like the camera cuts 15 times just yeah. climbing a fence. Taken 3 honestly looks like it was a fever dream by Paul Greengrass. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's it, if you took Paul Greengrass and like <laughs> stuffed him full of like narcotics and then made him edit a film. And... I mean, Liam Neeson clearly gave up at that point. It was just a contractual... Liam gave up years ago. No, but that was that was a year... I mean, it was released a year after The Grey. Because The Grey came out in 2014. Yeah, but here's the thing. The Taken One is a good film. Even it's, if it's an a, interesting film. It's a good dad film. Sure. It's dad energy, I guess. Sure. It's a bit xenophobic. A little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Taken Two is... No, so, so, Taken, so Taken One hmm. is, a, is a decent action movie. Yeah. Um it's for me actually I don't I don't want to compare the two so I'm not going to do that cuz that, that okay. would, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's a decent action movie. You can right. watch it. It's it's got some, it's got some interesting lines and, yeah. and the premise there are, is there the are premise better is, versions of the same movie out there, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the premise is is okay. Like yeah. you can actually see that sort of being a thing. Yeah. Uh and then you have Super Dad <laughs> go in and kill yeah. everyone, which is which is cool. It's yeah, fun. Fair enough. Yeah, sure. But just but then they just got progressively worse. Oh yeah. And by Taken 3, you can clearly see like Liam Neeson is so tired of these action movies. Yeah. And he's just is I really, really felt sorry for him in this one because he was clearly having a hard time doing some of the stunts, which is why I'm guessing they had to cut like 15,000 times. Oh my god, if you want to watch watch action Neeson, watch him when he works with Joe Carnahan. Watch uh, either the A-Team... Yeah, that which was I a great one. That's Joe Carnahan. Or yeah. The Grey, which is with, also uh, Joe Carnahan. I mean, the, yeah, the same right. director. Yeah, all right, yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, uh, those movies are awesome. And Neeson gets rat- to be both... You know, a little bit dad energy, but not, you know, look like he's dying on set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they have him do these ridiculous stunts. It's and so this is an aging man, stupid. all right? It's not like... He, he clearly doesn't want to. You can see that he yeah. doesn't want to. <laughs> I mean, we need... Can we... Again, just a small moment of agreement. As much as I love some of these old actors, can we maybe get new action stars? Because... You know, Neeson, Denzel, I mean, these guys... Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and Equalizer to 2. It was just like, hmm, this Can is... we just stop? Yeah, Equalizer 2 had the same same, same energy. Yeah, because it was like, feeling. he clearly is not up for this. No, I mean, they've still got the acting gravitas, but they just don't have the action chops anymore. It's not... I, I don't know if it's like they don't have the chops, or if they're just asking too much of them, or... They just don't oh, care. They just don't care. I think that's more of it. Probably because they don't care. Because it's only, the, like, the... I don't know how much a year can affect someone, yeah. especially as they start. To... Depends how many movies are you making in that year. Yeah, but but I think I think uh, the same way in Equalizer two. Oh yeah, I think just Denzel just said, you know, I, I don't I don't care anymore. Yeah, because he's good in the first one, and the second yeah. one is just terrible. Yeah. So yeah, Taken three or Tack three and Tack and three and Tack three and is uh, is my pick for twenty fifteen. Like <laughs> oh so, yeah, that God. was and again. A boring movie. Yep. A boring action movie. A boring action things. movie. Come on, guys. We it's can not, do it's not better hard than this. to make a good action movie. We or can at least a fun do one. better than this. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna. We're, we're talking about action movies. I'm gonna go for the action movie category. The action. Movie. The action movie. And I had a couple of things here that I wanted to put in this area, but I'm gonna dis- I've disqualified them and I put them other places because okay. I don't. I'm not qualifying them as pure action movies. All right. So my action. I. I the Raid Two. For anyone who hasn't Ooh, seen it, amazing. Woo. Love that movie. Even though I personally prefer the first one. I preferred the first one as a visceral experience. Yeah. The second one's a better made movie. The second one, by, by no, by all means, yeah. it is a much, it, they had a much bigger budget. Yeah. It's well made. The action is really, really so well shot. Sweet. And it, the camera actually pans away so that you can see the action. Yeah, which is, which is kind of why I love it. And the, fact the that, opposite of Taken. Yeah. Also, I've met the director and I've chatted with him and he's awesome. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, Gareth no. Evans rocks. No, the raid. The raid two is. There's a, nothing is like a, a Malaysian movie. movie directed by a Welshman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a white guy. I yeah. was, I was really surprised by that. Yeah, no, he's weird. But yeah, uh, what's his name? Jai. Uh... Oh, the main uh, Eco. Yeah. Oh God, now I've lost it too. Yeah, yeah, you know who I. Yeah, you, we uh, all know he, who. Because he's also in Ongbak and and those movies, great action. Tony Jaa, he's not in. Yeah, yeah, it's Tony Jaa. He's, he's in, not in those. Yeah, he's in the third one. He's in the third. There's not a raid three one. yet. They've done movies together no. now. They've done uh, Triple Threat. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's a of. different movie. Yeah, yeah. Triple yeah. Threat is great, but it's not. He's not in the Raid. The Raid is an entire. No, Indonesian. no, no. I'm, say, I'm saying. I'm saying the main time. actor in the Raid has been in a movie with, with Tony, Tony Jaa. Ja. Yes. yes, that's what I'm. He's also done a <laughs> yeah. movie with Mark Wahlberg. Really? Yeah, the Fifty First Precinct or something like that. It's like he's like the terrorist or something. It's weird. Interesting. I mean, he's actually a really good actor. He wasn't yeah. an actor before the raid. He was a martial artist. Yeah, uh, the, his brother is the only actor in that movie. It's not Malaysian. It's Indonesian. In, that's uh, what I said. Wasn't no, you said Malaysian. Oh, my yeah. apologies. It's, Indonesian. A, it's, a, it's yes. an Indonesian action movie. Indonesian. The raid two. Yeah. Rocks. And pure I, and simple. I, I I usually go for the raid one just because I like the the low budget feel to it. Yeah, but Hammer the Girl. Whole, the whole a whole movie. Oh. The whole yeah. movie is in this tiny building. Tiny building. <laughs> Admittedly. And you really feel that claustrophobia and the, the way they shot those action scenes. Yep. Oh my god. It's like I have never so... gotten such an adrenaline rush oh, yeah. watching Your an action heart movie. really goes for it. Other reason I kind of didn't want to put The Raid is because of the next film I was going to say, which is Dread. It's the exact same it's the premise. same movie. Yeah, it's but the same not, premise. They were made at the same time unaware of each other. Yeah, I am. They, they, they literally both. They it was actually became a race to see twenty eleven. Yeah. Put out the movie first. Yeah, no, because no, they the, both kind of the, found out at the same time. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, the twenty eleven dread movie, under underappreciated movie. Oh, oh my god! Love and it. I know the guy. Well, I I've Ooh. met him once. The guy who did the slow motion for it. Oh, it's the actually slow really, guys. Yeah, slow mo yeah, guys. Yeah, Very yeah, famous yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, I know who those guys uh, are. Gavin Free, I believe. Yeah, his name. you met him. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was that, uh, I haven't, like, I didn't actually, I just said hey to him. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, Gareth Evans was doing a chat at my university, and I got to, like, talk and ask him some questions, talk a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, Dread is such a great action movie. I could have put it in sci-fi, but it doesn't really, the sci-fi is the added element. 
That's the spice. Yeah, and the it, 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 it the was thing. so clever too, calling the drug slow mo. Oh yeah, it was Ooh, really really clever. It was like so it, it was, yeah, it was like it was such a nod to the slow mo guy because <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're doing the slow motion. Yeah, we're gonna give you a drug called slow mo. <laughs> we're gonna call it slow mo. It's a thing. And it was such such a beautiful shot movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and then then we get on to the big daddy, the movie that just knocked me out of the park. John Wick. The first one. The first one. Yes. I, I am fully on board with love that. <laughs> that movie so much. Directed by two stone. The Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. so great and it's so simple and it's so slick. Yeah. It, no. The first John Wick movie? Yep. Like one of the best if not the best action movies ever made. Yeah. To date. Completely. Yeah. I like the other ones. I know a lot of people don't. I kind of appreciate them. I think they have at least moments that I really didn't get on board, and then they lose me again. It kind of comes and goes. The second one, I enjoyed the action, yep. but I felt the story went a little bit like, eh? Yeah. Because the first one had a simple premise, mm. an intriguing story, yeah. uh, hints of a larger sort of world, yeah. but they didn't go too far into it. They they restrained themselves. Like, and yeah, it this could is... have ended. And yeah, and I it, honestly it would have been think the end. a separate character in, a, in two that with a different been, character yes, would have been better. I would, I completely agree. Yeah, like if we'd gone back and done uh, Willem Dafoe's character, like that would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, but they just sort of started stretching the story. Yeah, and by the third one, the action scenes la- they're incredibly well made. Oh, yeah, but huge. They lasted for so like there was a forty minute action scene. I was tired. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here's the thing for me. That first, the John Wick 3, the opening 40 minutes, could be, on its own, one of the best action movies ever made. And then they unfortunately had to add another hour of middle-ish movie. Yeah. The first 40 minutes just blows me out of the water. Yeah. And if, so. they, if, they, if they'd spread that out over the course of a film with a couple of scenes in between, that they, would have been it. That they, would have been basically, they basically went from John Wick the world of John Wick into the world of Assassin's Creed when he started chopping oh, up his finger man, and stuff. That was, like, weird. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, we're doing Assassin's okay, Creed now, I ladies guess. And, ladies and gentlemen. The movie failed, so now we're doing it in John Wick. <laughs> can, can we all... Really, I was kind of sitting there going, why is baby Omar Sharif here? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Why are you here? Yes. What are you doing here? An amazing actor, by the way. Omar Sharif. Omar but Sharif. Not, not, not baby Omar Sharif, but no, no. Omar Sharif. Omar Sharif. Yeah. Oh, astounding. One of the best actors to ever exist. Oh my god, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> oh fuck, even Hidalgo, he's he, good in. He's the, he's good in Hidalgo, of course. We're just saying something. I mean, even and I like Hidalgo. Though. I like Hidalgo. It's I got mean, it's got uh, uh, Viggo, Viggo Mortensen, Mortensen, whom I like to call Vigil Morgenstein. <laughs> <laughs> How very uh, cultural of you. Yeah, I know. I mean, I love him as an actor. I mean, I, yeah, I I'm usually on board for anything. Yeah. I mean, some uh, promises. Come on, a history of violence. A history of violence. Wow, which I haven't movie. seen yet. That it's on my list. It's better than Eastern Promises. Same director, Cronenberg. Yeah. So yeah, no, for me, John, it had to be John Wick. John Wick, it yeah. Kind of just it blew me out of the water. It was so good. Yeah, no, John Wick is an incredibly well made movie. Yeah. Uh, even though I think the action in the raid, the raid one and two, but especially one mm. is is more visceral and more heart pounding. Yep. But the first John Wick just. Was just so well made. It just set all, the bar. Throughout, yeah, throughout the the whole yep. movie, <laughs> it was great. Yep, no completely. All right, so now we've reached 2016, and I was gonna put Nine Lives, here. but I took that one because yeah. that movie deserves to be you know tortured. Yeah, 
Kevin Spacey as a cat. It's, yeah, it's, it's just it's, a, it's, it's such a beautiful premise. Like, come on, it's uh, a wonderful premise. <laughs> Kevin Spacey as Kevin a cat. Spacey as a cat. Yeah, and Kevin Spacey that we know now. Ooh. Anyway, as a cat. As a cat. Anyway. God, I wish that was for 2016. Real. I think uh, the two worst movies. Yeah, all right. Both starring in the lead role. Wow, <laughs> Gerald wow. Butler. Ooh. In both of them. Oh, I might know where this is going. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> the first one being London Has Fallen. Excellent. Yep, that's perfect oh, choice. Such a bad movie. Yep. <laughs> but my ultimate pick Go for, for worst of 2016: Gods of Egypt. Wow! Yeah, yeah. and oh. it's, it's got it's oh, got Gerard is... Butler, and it's got the guy from uh, the Lannister in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie yeah, Lannister. Jamie Lannister, who was and missing it, an eye the whole movie. And it might have the worst CGI of any film ever made. <laughs> oh my! Everything is gold. Everything, everything is gold. Is gold. <laughs> and it's like the shiniest, most reflective gold you've ever seen. It's the horrible. Most it's bullshitty the most, gold. It's like it's vomit-inducing. <laughs> it's so in- it's so insane. Ah, the story of a great Middle Eastern nation. <laughs> As prepared by white people, <laughs> it was so it a is much the most in- insulting piece of shit. <laughs> and like only two years before, I think it wasn't. I Exodus? think it was yeah, Exodus. Exodus mm. got the same criticism. Yeah, they said we don't give a shit. We're gonna release this. No, no, I mean Exodus. Two days. Exodus was a well-made movie, though. Yeah, with one white guy. No, there were. Oh no, no, they were what? the vast majority of. Them yeah, were no, white you're guys. right. Yeah, no, they were. It Christian, had, yeah, no. Christian Bale. Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, 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 no, it was it was whitewashing to it the. Was whitewashing it was whitewashing to the max. It was white guys with with a bunch of like fake tan. That's the <laughs> That's one. What it was. Yeah, almost like Hall and Prince of Persia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not their worst though, but that yeah, was in 2008. I'm sorry. You're so. the you're the prince of what? <laughs> you Dutch uh, Middle Eastern yeah, guy, I guess. Uh, mm. <laughs> No, no, no! You Scandi boy, you! I can see you. <laughs> like, uh, I can, I can, I can sniff the white out of you. That's a surfer tan, asshole. <laughs> it was, oh, but yeah, gods of Egypt. My God, what were they thinking? I don't... That was, oh, mind boggling. I'm ruling Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power of the gods. But yeah, Gerard Butler oh hasn't God. had the best streak in movie. I, I don't know what's worse, him trying to be an Egyptian god or him trying to be an American. Because yes, my both God. accents horrible. I've got to protect the president, <laughs> Aaron uh, Eckhart. Yeah, as someone did say one time, my God, if they'd managed to get Sean Connery out of retirement to play a Gerard Butler's dad. Oh yeah, and they're both yeah, trying yeah. to do an American accent. <laughs> This is my I would, son. I would love to see Red for uh, Gerard Butler on <laughs> for Red October two. Oh no, <laughs> with Gerard Butler and Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm a leader of the Soviet Union. Union. <laughs> the second Soviet the Union. The second Soviet Union underwater. <laughs> we have an Sean. Egyptian god. <laughs> I'm Sean Connery. <laughs> I love the fact in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There was a joke. Amazing I movie. By oh, the way. Okay, hey, there's a fucking movie for you. <laughs> Alex G, man. Alex G. You know what? I've been, I had been making a joke for years, and this is not this is not not a word of a lie. I'd been making a joke for years, which is the one thing you never hear James Bond during his era say is "God save the Queen," because imagine what it would sound like in his accent. God save the Queen. God save the Queen. Get yeah. me my razor. Yeah, who's gonna shave the Queen? Yeah, but he says it in. That movie, yeah, he and, does the uh, toast, and, and you can hear him fight LNG, it. Sorry. You can hear him fight it. God 
shave the queen. <laughs> you, can, you can see his face conform <laughs> trying to make an S sound. Shave. Oh, God. Shave the queen. So, yes. Gods of Egypt. 2016's best movie, I'm, <laughs> should, I, wow. should we say? What a movie. <laughs> best of the worst. Best of the worst. <laughs> that movie is... I mean, you know, you hear sometimes like places in the world that get upset because of the cultural misappropriation done by Hollywood. I can kind of understand the shit like Thor and all the rest of it's kind of like, yeah, that's... Yeah, an that's... Australian playing Nordic, fine. fine. He, look, he looks Norwegian enough, Let's be entirely clear. We have nothing to say compared to Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Or the, yeah, because that shit there. Yeah, because both those movies set in Egypt. <laughs> Fills to the brim so with white guys. <laughs> But yeah, but like at least with Exodus, I can say like, well, it's a it's a well made movie. Mm, okay, like, I can enjoy Exodus. It, it might be boring for the for large segments of it because it's a super long movie. Yeah, it's almost two and a half hours, if I'm not mistaken. It, it has the Robin Hood problem, same kind. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. it's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott doing epics. He tried to do. He did well with Gladiator, and then kind of Gladiator was subdued. It's a short, shorter yeah, movie. It's shorter, <laughs> short, short movie. Make shorter movies. Well, they, he ended up. You know, they ended up losing. Um, one of the actors during the productions that they like work around it. Speaking of Gladiator, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, that was hey. my that was my introduction to Phoenix. Yeah, my, mine too. And I does think. does an amazing job. God, he sells that like it's a champ. Like you see, that's one of the problems I have when I read like news stories about how people are harassing the actor that does Joffrey, for example, oh, in yeah. Game of Thrones, and how him. and how he doesn't want to do acting anymore because of it, because people associate him with that, the act and that yeah, performance. People forget that. The fact that you hated him in that show yeah, means that he's job. yeah. It means that he did an amazing job. Yeah. You're supposed to hate You're that person. To hate and that Joffrey character, if he wasn't watching clips of Joaquin in uh, Gladiator, yeah, yeah I gotta tell it you, wouldn't have been as good. <laughs> he, there's something in there that you can no, see. No, that, they, you can clearly see. Yeah, yeah there's no, a no. family tree going on. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those no. two things are related. Okay, uh, the incestuous relationship between. Uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's what spawned Joffrey. <laughs> So, oh, what if Gladiator is a prequel to Game of Thrones? <laughs> and it's, and it's a, you know it's, how I know it isn't? Because not every single moment of uh, Game of Thrones has a woman in choir singing behind it. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, someone hired a goddamn soprano for that movie and they got their money's worth. They got their money's worth. I blame every, uh, Scott. every time we turn around, there's a woman singing. <laughs> Just like speaking of white guys taking the roles of uh Ooh, okay. Yeah. Alexander the Great. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot that existed. Yeah. I just remembered it. <laughs> when you mentioned choir. Oh, oh no. Colin Farrell. <laughs> yes. As a Macedonian. Yes. <laughs> god, that movie is so awful. Oh my god, it's epic. It's so shit. It, but it's epic. <laughs> no, it's just shit. It's epic. I mean, shit. that hair. <laughs> yeah, the hair. That hair. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Colin Farrell is a good actor who should never be a leading man. Bruges, come on. Yeah, but he's yeah. a great, like, character actor. He is not a leading man because he's always boring as shit. He's, he's, got, he's got a certain sense of charisma, which is good in comedy. The same way with Will Smith. Like, he's, he's great in comedies. Because he has he has great charisma. I'm not saying that they can't do dramatic roles. Will Smith yeah, can do lead, dramatic no, but roles. Will and so Smith does. can carry a lead role. When has Colin Farrell been an action lead and been good? In Bruges. He's not that he's is He's the lead. He's the lead, but he's not an he's he's part not of a, a hero. duo, fine. He's not a hero lead. 
No, he's not a hero. He's not a hero. <laughs> yeah, no. You know what I mean? That's a comedy performance. Okay, Give me an okay. action film. Or anything right, like well, one. I think everyone's going to disagree with me. Go but season two of True Detective. I think he did a great job in that. I think Again, everyone... Not I an think, action hero lead. It's very action, though. It's fair. It's meh, crime drama. I all right, know. fine. But but yeah, I think I think all the four leads in that show did a great job. I think I Taylor Kitsch did a good job in that. I fair think, enough. Because uh, I, I believe it was Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams was great. Uh, Rachel Colin McAdams Farrell was most and, things. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, that was one of the one show. Brawled in Cell Block 99. Yeah. Man. No, I, ha- I I know. But that was like the first time where I saw him. I was like, okay, so this guy can can do drama. Yeah, I just, I just have to avoid watching all his other movies so I don't yeah. hate him. And although it's nowhere close to being as good as the first season of True Detective, yes, but I think I think it gets unfairly c- compared to it because yeah. this is an anthology series. Yeah, sure, it's the same. And people. season one was so good. Season one is a bu- is a cut above almost any other show out there. Yeah, there's not a lot of TV yeah. that matches. Yeah, because it's like it's like the first few seasons of Breaking Bad. Like, yeah, like those are. They Those are a cut above, you yeah. know what I mean? Or Sopranos. I mean, it's the yeah. same kind of thing. They're just they set a new standard. Yeah, and and if you compare it to all other TV out then, season two mm. of True Detective was still incredible still television. Good, it just wasn't as good. It as just one. wasn't as good as season one. Yeah, and that's a problem. I mean, that is yeah, it is a problem, sure, but it, like I think I think it's a bit unfairly co- compared because again, it's an mm. anthology series. I, they don't they don't really yeah, okay. All they were right. trying something new. It didn't come out as good, but it was still way better than anything else out there. Oh, I can agree with that. I, I can I can give you that one. All right, so let's move on to your so, pick. Okay, I'm going in for sci-fi two. All right. So we had sci-fi one, which is near fantasy. Now we're going for sci-fi two, which is kind of like big time fantasy. Like I, you know, you'll kind of see what I mean when I'm talking about which movies I'm choosing. Uh, I haven't put Parasite on this list. I'm just going to be up straight with, in any category. Sure. For the simple reason being that that movie hasn't had long enough in my brain to gestate. I, I, I haven't formed the kind of, like, I've thought about this movie after a while thing because it's just not been there long enough. So I've, I've left it off the list. That is not to say it isn't astounding, because it is, but I haven't had long enough time to feel and think about it to make the decision if it should be on here. But Boon Jong-ho is on here with Snowpiercer. Oh, yes. I love that oh, movie. That is an incredible movie. Fantastic movie. Chris Evans, man, Chris Evans. nails it. Yep. Oh. Gary Oldman. No, yes. not Gary. John Hurt. John Hurt. John yeah. Hurt. John Hurt is in that. Ed Harris is in that. I mean, it's oh, such, such a, a great movie. movie. And it is one. And I'm really looking forward to the TV show. Yeah, me too. It's got Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. I like her. I like that. She's great actor. She's great. No, I mean, it's one of those movies where it is so... It is dystopian future sci-fi. It's just yeah. like... It, it does it so well in such a contained way. Yeah, I really, really like movies that try to bottle... Like, they, they give you a single location. Yep. And then they sort of represent society in that location. Right. Which, although I haven't seen Parasite either yet, I'm pretty sure... Which movie? Parasite. Oh yeah, no, you yeah. haven't seen that one yet. No. Yeah, we're in the same boat in that yeah. in that sense. But uh, but yeah, uh, from uh, from like uh, what I've read, it's supposed to be sort of something similar. But but yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: Parasite isn't sci-fi. No, but you could argue that High Rise is sci-fi to a certain Ooh. sense, and that's also. But I'm not oh, talking about sci-fi. I'm talking about movie, movie. Yeah, I'm talking about movies that 
that give you a single location, and then they try to represent almost the entirety of society within that location. Yeah, they take an aspect, a fundamental aspect of humanity, and they simplify it into a single situation. Yeah, and Snowpiercer is an amazing... class warfare, man. Yeah. And it's it's not even subtle about it. It's just right there. High-Rise handles pretty much the same... Subject matter? Kind of. It goes even further, though, I would say. It goes even further, but it's yeah. a lot, I'd say that one has a lot more to do with how we live our lives, like domesticated living and that kind of thing. Social situation. Yeah, but it, but the floors literally Completely. represent they literally, literally represent, class. I mean, no doubt. And High Rise is amazing. It didn't yes. make it on my list. No, I would have. Uh, I think I talked a little bit about High Rise last week. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's... Uh, no, High Rise... Please, if you haven't seen it, yeah, go I'll be watch honest. it. The, Tom Hiddleston gives an amazing performance. James yeah. Purefoy, uh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons is in it. I mean, the only reason it's not on my list is because we already talked about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't want anyone to walk away thinking it shouldn't deserve to be on the list. It absolutely yeah. does. High but rise, I, I, actually, I actually would agree with you that as much as I love High Rise, I think Snowpiercer is more... Uh, Digestible. Yeah, I think it's easier to understand. I think yeah. it's easier to follow. And uh, Bunjun Ho, yeah, does an amazing job. Oh, does an amazing. And Chris Evans gives a performance of a lifetime. Yeah. And Tilda Swinton again. She keeps Tilda showing Swinton, up on this. because she's one of the best actresses. Love her. Love today. her to death. She's awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm also gonna put into this not because it is such a future sci-fi thing, but just because of how surreal it is. Annihilation. Yeah, I would agree. I'm a huge fan of that movie. I think Natalie Portman Portman just knocks it out of the park. Oscar Isaac shows up again. Yeah, again. I mean, we also talked about Inside Llewellyn Davis last week. He's he just shows up everywhere. This he shows up everywhere. And yeah, I mean, it's but it it's just mention Leo the professional because that's also Natalie Portman. Uh, who doesn't? Yeah, but that is not in the decade. That's no, no. I I think, but but I think we mentioned that last time. (laughs) Probably came up. I mean, oh man, yeah. I mean, Natalie Portman is, I almost would say, an underappreciated actress because yeah, because even Black Swan, yeah, I, I would, I would even go so far as to say, well, in Black Swan, because I mean, Mila Kunis also put a performance oh, that was wow. amazing, yeah. So, so yeah, Black Swan, like incredible performances by both of them, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Natalie Portman has some very underappreciated roles, and I think she, the reason I like Annihilation so much for her is because she isn't playing her tradition. I mean, Natalie Portman has a very classically pretty gentle feel to her as an actress, which means that we very rarely get to see her put in a different kind of role. Sure. Not because of her, but because of how Hollywood Yeah, how Hollywood works. Annihilation, she is a soldier. Yeah. She's a scientist, but she's also an actual soldier. And that is not looked away from. It is not underplayed. It's just there. Yeah, and it's not overplayed. No. Like, oh, this is a female soldier, a so we have to go like over the top with it. Like, no, no she's this just, is a very realistic take on yeah, it. She's a professional soldier, and she yeah. shows, and it's in her behavior, and it's in her actions. Yeah. It's not, it's not catering to anything. Nope. No, this is just she just happens to be female, which yeah. is how it should be. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the same, equality. <laughs> it's the same director who did Ex Machina. Yeah, and the thing I love about it as well is that it is based off a book, but it is not based off. A rereading of the book is based off the director's memory of the book. Oh, he wrote a screenplay based off his childhood memories of this. reading this sci-fi story. I did not know this. So it doesn't actually match with the book very much because it, he was trying to recapture the atmosphere he as a child got reading this book. Yeah, And I think that it's, it's such an interesting way of adapting something. Yeah. So I loved it. I mean, Annihilation for me. But the top winner, it kind of had to be... Mad Max. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you want to talk about dystopian. It just happened. And speaking of incredible female performances. Charlie Theron, man. Furiosa. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hardy we've talked about to death almost because he is a great actor. I would even throw in, uh, well, it's not really sci-fi. It was more action, but Atomic Blonde. She does a great job in that. She does a great her, job in that. Her, her I, I, that movie is a little bit touch and go, but yeah. her in it is amazing. I think I think uh, with that movie, uh, they kind of missed the the, the, missed the nail a little bit. Yeah. Because it was so focused on her relationship with uh, the girl from The Mummy. I forget her name. Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah. I can't remember. They really, really focused on that and sort of left a little bit of the political intrigue aside. Yeah. And so it was... Which really was the interesting part yeah. with McAvoy and and uh, the and Machiavellian yeah, kind of yeah the, the, games inter, the they interplay were between Theron and, and McAvoy and that was really really interesting but then that that got thrown to the side for like a full solid like half an hour yeah. almost but it was like oh that's just sh- I mean, such a action, shame the action scenes are incredible that oh, the yeah. long take bit the in, long the, take hall, in the hallways so are unbelievable As, Atomic Blonde for me I think is a stylistic achievement yeah I mean if you talk to any like proper martial martial artists they oh, would yeah. probably hate it yep. but it was despite that i think it was really really well done. I, I like that movie but more as a guilty pleasure almost not a okay. guilty pleasure but certainly yeah. more of a this is something fun to watch yeah. not because it's so good i was just, yeah i was just hoping that they would have uh that they would have uh, changed focus a little bit yeah because i think i think what what's uh, disappointing for me is seeing what could have been yep and then seeing them just ever so slightly miss the mark. And yeah. I was just like, oh no. But I mean, I, again, But Charlie's overall, the, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. And yeah. Charlie's Theron is, I mean, the other thing Monster. is... Monster. Have you seen Monster? Monster, she's so oh. good. I mean, this is the thing with Atomic Blonde as well. We know she can back to, She has more in her. She still does a great yeah. performance, but we yeah. know she has more range than this. Yes. And boy, we actually get to see a lot of that range in, in Mad, Mad Max. Max. Yeah. I mean... No, I, th- I think Mad Max should have been called Furioso. And it was it's her movie, and it's <laughs> it, is her and movie. it is admittedly her movie. It was meant yeah. to be her movie. Yeah, I guess that's why they called it Fury Road. Fury so, Road, yeah, because yeah. it's a Mad Max story of Furiosa. Yeah, I mean, and I just love it. I think those two performances together just are you know lightning in a bottle. Yeah, they I th- although hate I each other apparently yeah. behind the scenes, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it worked so well. Uh, but love yeah, it. uh, it's kind of a shame what they did with Tom Hardy, one of the. One of this generation's best actors, and they just made him a mute. No, but I think... <laughs> yeah, but I like it. I was like, no, I know, I understand because because again, this was Furiosa's movie, so I kind of understand him taking it. But but then it was like, well, then why really have him there? They could well, here's why I'm gonna change that role to someone else. I disagree. Here's why I'm gonna say that because I remember watching this movie. I've watched this movie several times. I've only watched it the once. And I watched it one time after I heard a big Q&A session with the guy who produced it. Okay. And one of the things he said that kind of struck me when I rewatched it again is that a lot of people gave him a little bit of flack for the same idea. Like, look, if you're going to make the role so quiet and it's so, like, monosyllabic, just grunting almost, why on earth do you get Tom Hardy to do that? Mm. And he said because he's one of the few actors who could give a full performance doing that. Yeah, sure. He I, has so much in his face and his body language and his little nuances that he is giving a full performance. And he yeah. is acting in, as a full counter to Furiosa, but without the need for doing it through dialogue. All right. I and I thought, like, if because if you'd put anyone a lesser caliber of actor in there, they would yeah, have just disappeared. They would have just vanished into the background. Yeah, sure. 
because uh, yeah, I think we also mentioned Loke. Oh Loke yeah, was an incredible movie. Loke. It's just him in a car talking. Yeah, like that's the whole movie, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. such an amazing I movie. Mean, let's let's be clear. In, 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 Tom Hardy is amazing. Yeah, that no. doesn't mean he doesn't have his bad moments. He did that spy spy games or whatever. It's yeah, called. but that was that was With way the... back. That was way back. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even this decade. That was before Dark Knight Rises and before it was before Dark Knight Rises. Tab- but it uh, wasn't. Taboo. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't this decade. Really? Yeah. Him and Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It's called. I think. Uh, it's not uh, spy games or spy spy wars something like that. I I can't remember. Yeah. God, that movie sucks. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tom Hardy yeah. does have his moments on both sides. No, but, but I I, th- I think Tom. I mean, seeing him in Taboo, seeing him in oh, Taboo. I love yeah. Taboo. And uh, in Revenant, like I think he's by far the best yeah. part of Revenant. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. DiCaprio, like, uh, yeah, he gives a he gives a visceral uh, like uh, acting. Yeah, uh, like fine, like I get it, but look, by far, Tom Hardy was the the core and was the most entertaining part of that movie. Oh, compl- I, I, I personally think the cinematography was the most entertaining part of that movie. Sure, but, yeah, no, but for no, me, no, I'm I'm talking like pure. Actors. I know what you mean. Like I think I think he probably would have been more deserving of. I think I think DiCaprio has other roles that he should have won Oscars for. Yes, especially for the years that they came out in. Yep, uh, compared to what won. Yep. But that was not the movie. I think yep. Tom Hardy would have been much more deserving. Completely. Of it. Yeah. So I mean, for me again, so, yeah. one of the greatest actors of our yeah. of our generation. We'll, we'll try and stop gushing about Tom Hardy now. But no promises <laughs> made. No, but I Tom mean, Hardy, Mad uh, Max Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road, <laughs> just, Mad Max Fury Road is just one of my favorite movies. I, I yeah. love uh, the you, practical effect, the directing, the stylistic decisions. Just it's for me. It's just so much good in one place. I love it. Yeah, I think uh, f- for me, the reason why I didn't like it as much is the same reason why I didn't like the later John Wick movies. It's just that when there is so much action, mm. I get tired of it real yeah. quick. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't used to be like this. This is more of a recent development because uh, I used to I used to love action movies I don't even care about the plot I was like I don't give a shit about Trinity or, no, or it, <laughs> like in Matrix yeah, I was like no, I don't I, care I hear you I mean <laughs> I don't want I don't want to know about the Oracle give me the action <laughs> I mean but this stuff changes I mean I get I mean five years ago if you'd asked me if I thought Call Me By Your Name was a great movie I would have said it was a good movie I wouldn't have appreciated it the same way I do now yeah and, so I mean uh, tastes do change and we it will probably you know have a recap at some point of one of these movies in some context we might have changed our mind how good or bad they are. Yeah. No, but I, th- I yeah. So that was the, that was the reason why for me it wasn't quite like a best of. I mm. think I mentioned it in my list because yeah, I, I had like I had top tens for yeah, every yeah. decade. You did mention it. Yeah. Uh. But but yeah, it was, it wouldn't have been like the best because again, it's like there's just so much action. Mm, and that's I, fair. I, just get, I I personally just get really tired of just yeah. watching that action. Like, oh okay. When are we gonna get to oh, something? I, <laughs> but I, I, what I, I did what I did enjoy was like you were saying the cinematography. The choreography was incredible. Oh, All those practical I mean, effects, absolutely amazing. Here's a detail. It's a technical marvel it's is what that movie marvel. is. And yeah. it's a technical marvel that had no script. Yeah, you said it was just all... 3,000 uh, storyboards. Yeah. I love shit like that. Anyway, you're, you're, okay, you're up. Let's, so, let's bring so this yeah, party we're, down again. We're in 2017 now. Yep. Uh, we only have three more uh, categories to go through, I guess, for you. Yeah. No, two more for you. Two more for yeah. you. Yeah. 
So 2017 was the year that gave us another Gerard Butler disaster. Oh, okay. And Geostorm. <laughs> wow, yeah. Geostorm. Again, you forgot about that one, <laughs> that, that existed. Oh, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard. It also gave oh, us no, a, no, no, a no. horrible, horrible movie called Emoji Movie. I didn't watch that. No, I, I avoided no. it like the play. No, you shouldn't. Thank you very much. Emoji movie, although not as bad as like movie 43, should also be avoided like the plague. Do mm. not watch emoji movie. I don't okay. care how young the person is. They don't deserve to watch shit. <laughs> Literally. Find something better. <laughs> yeah. There is a ton of Pixar and Disney movies that are infinitely better. Yep. But my pick for mm. worst movie of 2017, again, because it's boring. Yep. Should have been a Moji movie, but it goes to Once Upon a Time in Venice. The Will... What? The Bruce Willis oh, movie. Oh, no, yeah, that. Oh, Where God. he hides yeah. a gun on his butt. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's such no. a bad, bad movie. Why is that It's got John thing? Goodman. They uh, wasted John Goodman. Why would you do that? That's hard to do. That's honestly hard to do. So, yeah, that goes for uh, 2017. Once Upon a Time in Venice, the most forgettable movie. It's it's literally, I mean, I could see The Descent when in 2015, I believe it was. No, where was it? Uh, 2013, A Good Day to Die Hard. Yep. And then a few years later in 2017, Once Upon a Time in Venice, I can see the decline. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Bruce yeah. Willis has, has given up on life. And everything. <laughs> Just let that man... I mean, I was going to say let him go out and be in his blues band, but his blues band is terrible. So let's, <laughs> let him be in his blues band somewhere where we don't have to listen, listen to, to it. it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I could ask, really. So, so yeah. Once oh. Upon a Time in Venice. Bad, bad movie. Bad Do not watch it. Bad movie. Boring. So boring. Okay. But, yeah. So, I'm going into... I've kind of run out of my what you could consider traditional genres. All right. Because I, I, I there's some genres that I just I just couldn't figure out anything to put. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you you get into certain you either get get way too specific or you get way too broad and you kind of ended up in this mess. So I'm gonna have two here because I, these are my last two. Mm-hmm. One of which is one that I kind of feel needs to be addressed, so I'm going to get it out of the way. So you're going to do one and then and then we'll and then yeah. I'll come back to my a little and, break. And, and I, then we'll do and then I'm going to go through kind of a miscellaneous pile. I have a little right. bit of a pile where places things that I didn't know where to put yeah. have for, gone there. For you would be honorable mentions, for me it's dishonorable mentions. Yeah, not really honorable <laughs> mentions even. More of a these are movies I adore, but I didn't want to put them in any specific genre. Okay. If you All see right. what I mean. I see what you mean. So this one here, I didn't have any other options on this. Considering the decade we've had, we need to talk about superhero movies. Oh, sure. I kind of right. needed to be done. What kickstarted in 2008, I believe. Yeah, Man, and it's been, and it's just been the decade of the superhero movie. It has been such a dominant force. Arguably in 2005 with Batman Begins... You know what? I mean, because that's when they started making Iron Man, or when they started like uh, true. sketching out where Marvel was like, "All right, we can do this." I mean, Blade, I would have said, was the first proper good yeah, comic no, book movie. No, but no, I agree with you. I'm saying, at but, least but, that but, kind. But after the success of yeah, yeah, Batman yeah. Begins in 2005, 2006, yeah, uh, no, that's I'll what that. that's what kickstarted the uh, Marvel. Well, this was before Disney took over, yeah. but that's what kickstarted Marvel into thinking, "Oh, we can actually do something similar." Yeah. And they went with the closest thing to Batman yep. in Marvel, which is Tony Stark. He's the closest to Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Who is amazing. Yeah. And I'll be entirely honest, I, the only 
kind of Marvel film that I might have even considered in terms of the traditional MCU might have been uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I really like that movie because I think it's a really good teen movie. Michael Keaton again. Michael Keaton again, I yeah. think, does a great job. So he's so, been in best of and hey, worst of. <laughs> no, I mean, I really like that movie, but it isn't the best of for me by any yeah. degree. No, I, I'm not going to really consider the Nolan Batman movies because I don't... They're not really they're superhero not, movies. Yeah, I mean, the only one that came out in this uh, decade Dark Knight Rises. is Dark Knight Rises. And again, hi, Tom Ooh. Hardy, how are you? Yeah, and I had that on my list. Uh, of uh, It wasn't the, the choice for, no. that, for that year, but it was it was on the list for that year. And as much as I... It is a great movie, but it isn't a superhero movie. I Yeah, I wouldn't class it as a superhero movie. Deadpool was in the running, because yeah. I do actually really like Deadpool. But for me, it has to be Logan. Yes. I yes. Oh God. Love yes. <laughs> Logan and then Logan for me was it is a superhero movie. It's 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 so close to being something different, but honest to God, it is a perfect deconstruction of the superhero movie genre almost, mm. and embraces what it is to be a superhero movie while being an adult about it. To put it that way. Yeah, and it it was it was what everything I'd hoped. The the Wolverine, yeah, the, the the Japanese one, yeah, yeah, yeah. was going to be. And yep. I was on board for the Wolverine all the way until the final fight. That really threw me off. I uh, liked the Wolverine until the final fight, and then it threw me off. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So that's I, I was fully on board, and because because it was a much more interesting take. It was more focused on the character. Yeah. X Men Origins Wolverine was just let's not even go there. Yeah. Well, we we already been there. We kind of been there. <laughs> so, Damn, what a movie! Yeah. So, the Wolverine did an amazing job, and this is kind of if it wasn't for that last boss fight, this would have been the perfect follow up to yeah, it. I, I think. Agree with that. And this, I mean, at and this time, movie, it was a great superhero movie. But sure, yeah. Logan just Logan, yeah, no, incredible performances. Uh, even I forget her name, the 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 little girl X thirty. Daphne Keen. Yeah. What a great performance by her. She's the the only reason I'm really want. I haven't seen it yet, but I need to see uh, the gold material, his dark material. Yeah, yeah, right. She's the main actress. She's the main that. actress. Yeah, Daphne Keen was a revelation. In yeah, because that that's that has McAvoy and Lin Manuel. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's got uh, a lot of people in it. But uh, what's her name? Oh, I know who you mean. Alice something. Right? Something. Yeah, but boy, oh boy, was Daphne Keen good in Logan? But yeah. it, but here's the thing, Logan. You gotta be honest, it is a dual final song for Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Yes. And they both brought, it wasn't just an A-game, it was way beyond anything they've done in any of their other superhero movies. Yeah, I completely agree. And it just, uh... it, it was so utterly captivating, beautiful, and yet dour and dark it was really really dour yeah, yeah. and it's just I, there were certain moments that just killed me in that movie especially jackman i've never seen jackman act better and okay I'll, I'll be honest with you i've seen jackman in a lot of stuff he here did something really interesting where he managed to find a middle place between his acting persona and his charming persona and he kind of managed to find a way of using both to create this performance for me Okay, yeah. And it was kind of like, because I'm used to seeing him in one of two modes. I'm used to seeing Hugh Jackman act. He's a good actor. Yes, he's very good. He's a good actor. Or I was used to seeing him play, you know, hero leads, like we were talking about. You know, him as Wolverine, pretty much. He's usually a charming hero lead, but gruff anti-hero. 
watching him channel that persona through the actor in him to find this broken, defeated man. Yeah. I, I just, it, it was harmful because it is watching someone do something to not just a character you know, but a character you have grown to love over several movies. Yeah, I mean, the original X-Men movie was 2006, was it? Almost, I would have almost said earlier, but yeah, 2006 sounds right. I think so. Yeah, it was yeah. the first one that I remember, like, okay, yeah. this is what a superhero movie is. Yeah, and it was actually... And by the way, yeah. speaking of the first X-Men movie, uh, it's it's a really... Brian Singer does a great job. It's a really, really fun movie. Yeah. And it manages to, to tell a cohesive story and have, like, a, a, a whole team that's introduced and with fulfilling plots yeah. for all those <laughs> characters. I prefer X2, but yeah, <clears throat> I really like the first one. No, they, I mean, what, what I mean is, like, as a technical achievement of Completely. having multiple as leads. As a story achievement. Yeah, yeah. having multiple leads mm. that are introduced and fulfill their plot lines yes. in the movie, that's incredible. Yeah. And it's, it's not even a really long movie, too. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a really, it's, it's in, it's, it's out, it gets it done. Yeah, it's, I think it, it clocks under two hours. Yeah, so, easy, must yeah. do. So, yeah, that's, that's a great job by Brian Singer for doing that. Yeah. And it's a really fun movie. It's a fun movie. You can watch it many times. It's yeah. really, really enjoyable. No, lo, lo, yeah. No, but going a little bit back to this, yeah, no, Logan, Logan just... It, it was such a fantastic culmination to that arc that had been yes. over 10 years in the making. Yeah. No, and it was just, essentially a decade in the making. Yeah, yeah, and watching it really pay off that well and that much pathos. I mean... I'll never again. It's because of all the history. Having Patrick Stewart say "fuck you, Logan," yeah, it's such a moment. I mean, you're literally in the cinema just going, "You did, you, you, you really." It was like Patrick, how dare you? It really was. It, it had no. such a reaction because yeah. of all that history. It was no. like, "Wow, okay." Yeah, so for no, me, I, I it was the only one that really qualified for me. So yeah, I mean, one of my. I love that movie. So one of my favorite movies of the decade, almost, I would have said. And very much a daddening oh. <laughs> daddy movie. I'm a dad movie kind of guy. No, I, I like, like it. Dad I like it. I think, I think uh, da- the daddening of Hollywood is interesting. Yes. Because because they're able to tell a... They're able to have like an action movie with a heart yeah. without a sappy love story. Well, yeah, you know when they, I mean? whenever they fit them in there, it is awkward as fuck. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, I know. Like, what you mean. know what I mean? Like they, they, like they actually they can have the emotional stuff mm. without it feeling too like forced or just doesn't really fit. Essentially, yeah, they're trying to figure that one out now. But can we? Yeah, they keep casting women twenty years younger than their male counterparts, and that, that doesn't is, help either. That is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, fuck. but but yeah. So so the dadening of Hollywood is is an interesting like paradigm shift. And, yeah, and it's 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 paid off. I think in a lot of movies. Yeah, uh, and Logan for me was the one it paid off with in superheroes. You, if you've seen, we spoke a little bit about yeah. uh, uh, Viggo Mor- Mortensen. Mortensen, yeah, yeah. The Road. Have you seen that? Ooh. Good book. Never watched the movie. You should watch the movie. I haven't seen. I haven't read the book. But I read the, movie, the book. The movie is great. It's the same guy who wrote No Country for Old Men. Oh, really? Yeah, it's nice. Cor- Cormac McCarthy. Cool. I'll have to give it a read. That's that is point. a dour book. You want to talk about? Yeah, no, no, no. Dour. The, the movie. The movie is yeah. is incredibly dour. I mean, Morrison always brings it pretty much. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of. No, a time he's, he's an didn't. amazing actor. If you ever, if you, in case you haven't ever seen it, and this is a this is a movie not a lot of people got around to. It's okay. from like 1995. All right, it's a movie called Prophecy. Okay. So 
Not the Mothman prophecy. Not the Mothman prophecy. <laughs> no. prophecy. Richard Gere. <laughs> so, let me just paint you this wonderful picture, okay? A woman has been impregnated by an angel and is now carrying the future new Christ. She is being hunted by the archangel Gabriel, who's being played... Do you want to guess? Vigo? No. I don't know. Because you know... Alan, Alan. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm the Archangel Gabriel. <laughs> yes. I am not joking. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Walken. That's Walken. incredible. Walken is playing the Archangel Gabriel. And Vigo Mortensen is Lucifer. Oh. How have I not seen this? It is amazing. <laughs> we have to watch that. It's, it's on that's, the list, baby. The second you up. said you hadn't watched it, it is on the list. That's incredible. Because there's nothing it. funnier than Christopher Walken with a trumpet because he's Gabriel. And Gabriel he's, has a trumpet? Yeah, he's call, He's the one who announces uh, the end of he the world the by knows. playing the trumpet. Uh, yeah, okay. And then he's kind of like plus fucking with kids who are like, like, <laughs> like it's like, yeah, no, when I'm at school, if you try playing the trumpet, play trumpet, all windows explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, that's great, man! That movie that is, is bizarre. Great. But yeah, no, uh, that's a that's a that's a thing for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Logan. Logan. Yeah. That no, Logan was my a, superhero that's choice. A, that's a. I felt we had pick. to address the superhero thing because it yeah. just it, it it it's been such a it has been the biggest change. It has been the ultimate new genre so of the decade. So you're going Logan over Man of Steel. <laughs> You know, I thought really hard about yeah, it. it was a and tough choice. I, and as I was pissing on the burning corpse that is Mad of Steel, <laughs> I really thought really hard about, should I choose Logan or should I choose what I'm pissing on? Mm. <laughs> hey, at least piss disinfects. It's, it's true in these trying times. Yeah. All right, so now we've reached 2018. 2018, 2018 gave us a, um, a classic... Uh, that stars James Franco, Mila Jojovich, I believe her name is. Uh, this movie got, I think, a two on IMDb. <laughs> wow, I, I don't know what we're talking about. It's called Future World. No idea. Never heard of it. That's a dishonorable mention. So wow. imagine what my choice is. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, James Franco already, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Future World Mila is... Jojovich and James Franco. That's no. a combination Fu- made in hell. Future World is a nonsensical movie that is just nightmarish. So not Tomorrowland. No. Okay. No, no. Tomorrowland, you can get through. You can get through Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Future no, World. Future World. That sounds like the Asylum it's, version it's, of Tomorrowland. No, it's it? the Asylum version of Mad Max is what it is. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's horrible, horrible, horrible. I thought that was the Bad Batch. <laughs> Surely that's the Asylum version of Mad Max. The Bad Batch with Momoa. I mean, come on. So yeah, Future World. Future World. That's okay. the dishonorable mention. That's the dishonorable no, the, mention. The, the, the 2018 has to go to Gotti. Oh my! <laughs> you watched? That? Of course, I watched Gotti. I you think I'm not gonna watch Gotti. I couldn't do it. I watched the whole thing. I got was bad. I got ten <laughs> minutes in, and I'm like, nope. I can't oh do this. Oh my god! No, John Travolta Woo! as John Gotti. Wow. Oh. What a movie. What I've only seen movie. clips. I'm like, whoa. No, no, no. I watched whoa, whoa, whoa. the whole thing. And it's oh, so amazing a... seeing how the guy who plays his son is 
ten times the actor that John Travolta is in really? that movie. Yeah. Oh. And they're both horrible. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Oh, I saw, so, I saw a little bit of that movie and I'm like, oh my fucking god, this is unbelievable. Like, how do you mess up a based on a true story gangster movie? I mean, the Irish. Neither of us put on the Irishman. I love the Irishman, but it isn't quite to the standard I might have hoped for from Scorsese, which is why I didn't include it. Sure, but Jesus, Gotti, like Gotti, everything I saw, no. Gotti was just like the no, worst thing God, in the Gotti, world. Yeah, Gotti is as bad. I have another John Travolta one coming up. Oh my god! Yeah, that's worse. That's like what? infinitely worse. Ooh. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned, <laughs> Stay tuned people. <laughs> I think a lot of people already know, but that's also a dishonorable mention. Okay, so, <laughs> so now we got into what I call my other category. Now, sure. certain of these films certainly could be put into various genres, but I felt they kind of just needed to be put in one place because they are so unusual in some way or another. Or they're doing something very different. Okay. So, one movie that I... I a lot of people have seen, but I hope they do because it needs to be seen by everyone, All right. is a movie called Holy Motors from 2012. Not to be confused with Holy Mountain. Not Holy Mountain, Holy Motors. <laughs> yes. Almost equally surreal. Oh, okay. Holy Motors is fucking nuts. Alright. <laughs> it is the story of a quote-unquote actor Right. Who keeps going from different places by limousine to be different roles, even though there are apparently no cameras or theater actors involved. It, it is it is the most it is a bizarre deconstruction of what it means to be a actor and a performance artist. Kind of has a cosmo cosmopolis kind of feel? feel, but weirder. All right. So he gets. I, there's a bit where he's like yeah, a leprechaun. Who's, my list. Yeah, he's like the, the main guy. I can't remember his name, but he's running around at one point wearing a green suit, trying to be a leprechaun and eating people's flowers. Another what? point, he's in an abandoned building doing a huge brass band explosion thing. This it is just it, sounds insane. It is gorgeously shot. It's wonderfully okay. put together, and it's just madness. And I kind of just dig the energy it's bringing. I'm a big fan of energy. Holy Motors for me was like, if you're gonna do surreal, if you're gonna go over the top, if you're going to experiment, this is how you do it. Brave, bold, brilliantly well done, but yet keeping every single strain of madness. <laughs> so All Holy right. Motors is one of my honorable mentions in that list. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause, other. Because at first I thought you said Holy Mountain. Which... No. Which is a really old movie. It's yeah, that's 70s. a Jar- Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky, which I really like. The first half of, and then not so much the second half. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so another one. Again, other, because I didn't really have any other place to put this one. Tarantino was going to make it on my list, because I don't like Tarantino films. Okay. But the only film I think I really love from Tarantino is Django Unchained. Yes. I adore that film. I'm on board with that one. I like the other ones. I think they're great stylistically. I think they're doing really interesting things uh, story-wise and script-wise. Yeah, no. I think uh, Tarantino in general is... Although I'm not a, like, a huge fan no. of his movies, I don't think any of them would ever reach like my best of. I think... But his consistency is, is interesting. Yeah. But Django Unchained really yeah, spoke but Django, to me. Django Unchained is sort of... Uh, is different from yeah. other, his other movies. Yes, it has some of those stylistic elements that he's known for, mm. uh, some of the dialogue that he's known for, yep. but the overall story 
I think it's because it's based off of real events, and they yeah. tried to keep the historical aspects as on point as possible. Yeah, and there's also an older movie that uh, also yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it is called, but that one is just a, called Django, I believe. It, it's a series of movies. There were spaghetti westerns. Yeah, and he, uh, the original Django, shows up in the film. I did not know that. Yeah, when he's who's, in that bar he? and he's talking to the Italian guy, going in, like, "Do you know how to pronounce it?" Okay. <laughs> This D is silent. That little uh, interchange okay. there, that's the that's guy, the that's Franco Nero. He's the guy, he's also in uh, the John Wick movies. He's the guy who runs the Continental in Italy. All right. Yeah, Franco Nero, he's the original Django. Because uh, cool. they did Django, there's Django Returns, Django, Res- like, the Resp- the Destroyer. Like, they did a series of these spaghetti western movies. Okay. And that's Franco Nero there. And he's a good actor, and he's got a lot better with age. But Django for me just it just hit that mark of everything I wanted stylistically from Tarantino. Yeah. But still with a story that's actually worked. Yeah, me. no, I'm fully on board with Django Unchained. That Love is, Django Unchained. That's great. Uh, Coen Brothers, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, I still haven't seen that yet. Worth watching. But I love Coen Brothers. <laughs> love that movie. It's so bizarre. It's so all over the shop. It kind of goes everywhere. It kind of had to be. It, again, it kind of like it doesn't really fit anywhere because that movie takes it's vignettes so yeah all of them are very like, different i think six uh, short yeah. stories and they're all very different from each other yeah uh but it had to be the martian yeah all right i love that movie with all my heart speaking but i mean not just as a film lover but as an engineer yeah yeah that, that movie let's science this yeah. i'm gonna <laughs> science the, the shit. Fuck yeah. shit out of this i mean it's like it is such a engineer's movie in a lot of ways. It is a thinking man's can-do attitude testament to positive mechanical thinking. Yeah, no. So for me, it's like it, that's a movie that I can watch over and over and over again, and I will always enjoy it every time, because the humor is exactly on point for me. The calm and yet progressing situation is great for me. I love it, and it's the best Matt Damon performance for me. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of his better performances. Yeah. I think, uh, no, The Martian should definitely be on the list. Yeah, so The Martian was kind of like, of all the ones that I couldn't really define, because it's kind of sci-fi, but it's kind of adventure, but it's kind of survival, but it's kind of a comedy. Yeah. It's a little and, bit of everything. Everyone, everyone does great. I mean, all the performances yeah. were Sean Bean, Donald Glover. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Chris, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, uh, Chastain, I believe she's also, yeah, there. yeah. Elijah Eljafor, yeah, I mean, they're everybody just knocks it out of the park. Uh, Kate Mara, Kate also Mara. does a really good job in that one, yeah, she's the one with the poop, she is, <laughs> she's the one with the poop. Who would have thought big things come in small packages? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's just a really, really good movie, so, yeah, no, uh, great, I, I was so movie. tempted to tie it back to uh, Joaquin there, but I'm not going to. What was small Because Kate Mara and Rooney Mara, they're the sisters. Yeah. And Rooney Mara is together with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, apparently. That, yeah. All right. So I, there yeah. was a chain there. I'm surprised Rooney Mara hasn't showed up on anything. She's good. She's good, yeah. She was in uh, my list. Ghost oh, Story. Oh, yeah. Ghost Story. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She eats a pie for 15 minutes. I need to watch this now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but sure. I'm, I'm not joking. The, the The movie literally has her eating pie for 10 straight minutes. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to watch that just to know what on earth is happening. But yeah, sure. No, it's, I, I love that movie. Yeah, no. So that was kind of the one for me. I think the only movie that I would like to throw in, because I forgot to mention it earlier, and it needs to be mentioned... Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, well, we've both mentioned that movie. Because, because... Roger Deakins. 
He's the guy. He's a cinematographer. Yeah, that movie is unbelievably gorgeous. Because I was about to say that's Villeneuve. It's a Villeneuve directing, yeah. but it's his first collaboration with Deakins, and Deakins is Deakins. Kind of, I think won the Oscar. Right? He did finally. He's yeah. been nominated eleven times. Jesus, <laughs> you think DiCaprio had it? Bad. Yeah, right. And during the Oscar ceremony, they cut to the wrong guy. Of course they did. It's like of course they did. Poor old Why Deakins. Wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> poor old Deakins. Anyway, okay, you're up. Finally, yeah, 2019, final, the final ones. Uh, this was more or less a tie. Right. Um, but what I'm going to throw in the dishonorable mention is the other Travolta movie yeah. that came out in 2019 called The Fanatic. Oh, my God. Yeah, that Moose movie. is in the house. The moose is in the house. <laughs> yeah. But that didn't win. As, as, I say win. As funded <laughs> and directed yeah. by the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, Biscuit. Whom they mention in the movie. No. <laughs> the guy no, on the radio no. is like... This is what I used to listen to when I was your age. Isn't that rad? <laughs> oh. Yeah, so oh, no. so Limp Bizkit, <laughs> the oh. fanatic. Okay, but what on earth wins? But that movie you can at least make fun of, mm-hmm. and there's like there's there's some enjoyment to be had. All right. The one that wins it for me is a movie that I find incredibly offensive. Okay. And incredibly boring, but okay. mostly just purely offensive due to the fact that they're taking real events and they've twisted them in such a exploitative manner it's it's hard to explain okay. but a, the haunting of Sharon Tate is the name of the movie wow i didn't watch that i heard about it and i refused yeah i boycotted I, that movie I, on principle i saw chris duckman on youtube his review of it right. and then i thought well how bad can it really be it's got lizzie mcguire I saw it and my god it's it's so bad and it's it's like not only is it a badly made movie Mm. it's a boring movie which is my greatest sin what is it really I don't really know what it is it's it's basically the final days of uh, Sharon Tate's life Uh, but it's twisted and like Oh my god! Uh, they they okay. they try to put like horror elements, like she was she was foreseeing this happening, and she's having nightmares, no. and then these like, yeah, and then they they change the ending of real events, which I, why would how how do you do that? How insulting is that to the person that the people that were affected okay, by let, the, I, the okay. incident, which I'm, was the Manson family? They touch on that in uh, even though I haven't seen it yet, I know that they touch on that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, here's the thing I'm gonna say: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is covering very similar territory in certain ways. However, and this is kind of the big thing I'm going to say in terms of... Okay. This is getting into spoiler territory. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to... If you're listening and you haven't seen it, this kind of needs to be said considering what's been brought up here. All right. Okay. Yes... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood changes the ending of that story. Does it? I wasn't made aware of Kinda. Okay. But the thing I will say is that if you had to do it in one way, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not about what happened to Sharon Tate. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a celebration of the woman that Sharon Tate was and the actress she was before the incident. And the way they handle the ending of the film bespeaks to that. Okay. So uh, for me, while it is a let I'm going to I'm really being careful with my words here. 
the way they handle the ending of the Sharon Tate story in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, while it is open for debate in terms of the decision made to do it in the way they did it, I personally didn't find it offensive in that instance. I found it to be kind of the only way to do it right. Okay. I, I'll I, take your word for it. Yeah, I, I, I looked at it and I, I, I was really worried because it looked like they were going the other way. Okay. And I'm like, because it Tarantino violence, that story, I'm getting the worst case scenario in my head. Oh, no, they don't hold back in this. It's and this, disgusting. Yeah. The Haunting of Sharon Tate, absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does not do it. That is the one thing I will say. I mean, that's kind of what I'm talking about. That gets about. a it's gold like, star. After seeing this, it, that gets a gold star in my book. It doesn't do it. It takes the it takes whatever necessary steps it felt it had to do to not go that path. And I, for one, when it re- when I realized that the movie had made that decision, I'm sitting there breathing a sigh of relief because I'm like, oh god, no, 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 you are not gonna do this to me, movie. Show me more feet. Don't show violence. <laughs> what you're about to do, yeah. and they didn't do it. And I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Tarantino, you made the right choice because it's so clear how much love and reverence he has for the material and such. And there's actually a big segment in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You are watching Margot Robbie playing Sharon Tate, watching a performance by Sharon Tate. Oh, cool. They don't insert her. They don't remake it. It's an actual section of footage from a Sharon Tate that's, film. That's nice. They should, as they Sharon should Tate, do that. And it's gorgeous. And they keep... You should do that more just, often. Yeah, and it's such a wonderful thing. I mean, I love it. Especially when Hollywood goes so gets so obsessed with getting the look right and yep. casting the right people and putting all the makeup and everything. It's not going to detract from the film if you use the actual footage. They're going to look so similar that yeah. it's not going to be confusing for people. No, and it really wasn't. And it was yeah. such a wonderful thing to just actually have. And it's not in any way done with pomp and circumstance of, and dread or anything like that. It really is just a wonderful, beautiful little... This is really nice. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's a, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. because the sharing, uh, the haunting of Sharon Tate is an exploitative yep. piece of garbage. Yeah, and it sounds like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My God, Tarantino, the anti-exploitation apparently in this case. <laughs> yeah, did it right. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, <laughs> so was I. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, because no. uh, and and I was sort of. I searched it up afterwards because mm. I wanted to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But after seeing this, I was kind of worried. And so that's I why I wanted to put this and out here. from what I read, because I didn't want to get it too much into spoilers, yep. it seemed like they didn't really change. But you're saying they did sort of change the ending a little bit? What I'm going to say... It, to that story? Because I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not no, going to say what happens. But, and that's but why yeah. I'm trying to be very careful with my words. Yeah. Um, but I, don't don't tell me. Just, no. Just like a yes or no, yay or nay kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, okay. Yeah. The way that story ends is different than how it went down in real life. Okay. I'm not going to say to what extent. I'm not going right. to say how much it changed or if there was a little or a lot. I'm just going to say it was different. Yeah, because the the actual story of uh, Sharon Tate and her brutal, brutal murder mm. was by the Manson family. By the Manson family. And, yeah. It uh, is the incident for which they are most famous. Yes, I would say. And is unfortunately the incident for which Sharon Tate is most famous. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, and the way this movie displays that, it is literally just taking advantage of the name recognition of yeah. the story. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And the way that they do it is just awful. And so that had to be on my list because this was, I don't, I don't 
often get a visceral negative reaction to mm. movies. Uh, I might like a movie that's really really bad might be boring or mm-hmm. it might be funny to say that it ruined my life, like Legend, for example. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but it didn't actually like I didn't no. get a visceral negative reaction from it. This one, like it was disgusting. Like yeah. I, like I honestly felt sick after watching. Yeah, it. no, I completely yeah. understand that, and I, I've got movies I know that have had. A similar reaction to me. Uh, I, for example, <laughs> watched a portion. I didn't. I didn't finish it because I couldn't do it. Was I watched a portion of Cannibal Holocaust when I was younger? Oh, okay. Because it was recommended to me as a horror movie. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, there that's are aspects of that film that are, especially um, as a young person, that are uh, that are pure animal cruelty. It's, oh it's yeah, no, actual, that's, that's actual animal actual cruelty, animal cruelty yeah. caught on yeah. film. And that's why I stopped watching it. And it that got a similar kind of reaction to me because it's like that was exploitative in a way that yeah. was just disgusting to me. It's like that's so not okay. And I mean, they've been they've been faking that kind of stuff since like the thirties. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to do that. No, and they did it for the exact. They, did they just the, did it for the shock factor. The shock factor, and that's exactly what this movie does. Yeah, and it twists twists things, and it makes it's just horrible, horrible decisions. And I don't even want to say the name of the person who is involved in making this don't. because. They don't deserve any recognition whatsoever. Yeah. Don't look this movie up. Don't go find it. Yeah. Go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood instead if you feel you need to have that story in any way dealt with. Or read the wiki about it. Read the wiki. <laughs> uh, you know. If you really, if you want the truth, I guess. Yeah, uh, again. Or, you know what? I'm going to say this completely with a straight face, and I mean it completely seriously. If this is a story you think is interesting, if this is something you kind of, and for some Hollywood reason, kind of want to know the history of this, do me a favor. Find a Sharon Tate movie. Yeah. Find an old classic comedy with Sharon Tate in one of her few leading roles. You know, uh, Valley of the Valley of the Dolls. Valley of the Dolls, I think, is one of the most famous ones. Yeah, so, there's yeah. also a couple that she did that were just like little farcical comedies that are really cute. Yeah. Find one of those, watch that, and then read the story. And try and remember the movie and her in it rather than that terrible thing that happened to her. Yes. Because if there's one poor woman who's been maligned by history... Yeah. It's... Uh, her and uh, the Black Dahlia. Yeah. It's Those just two. really the worst thing. So, do yeah, do us a favor. Which is a pretty good movie. Yeah. Watch <laughs> a Sharon Tate movie. Yes. If you're going to care about this story. Or, again, if you if you want something more modern, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is actually... It handles it quite well. Okay. So, I'll give it that. So, uh, so at yeah, the end of the was, day... Uh, that was my list. That was your list. I've done my list. I would recommend you to watch anything I've mentioned and fuck The Haunting of Sharon Tate, apparently. Yeah, and Movie 43. And Movie 43. But because... The Haunting of Sharon Tate even more so. Yeah, yeah. But shockingly. Yeah. Because, I mean, Movie 43 really is just... Yeah, no, Movie oh. 43 is a horrible movie. Yep. This is in- insulting on a whole other level. Yeah, this yeah. is a violation. This is yeah, just not this okay. Is, yeah, that's just not okay. Oh, Lord. And they've made another movie coming. It came out this year about the OJ uh, incident. Oh, no. So... <laughs> So yeah, they're, 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 the people God. that made this movie, they have, they're going down that line. They're just going to go so... for all these. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll throw them in the fire pit next to Michael Bay. Yes. So. <laughs> horrible, horrible people. Oh my God. Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed listening for yeah. the length of time we've been Over talking. Over two hours. Over two hours, because uh, when we start talking about several movies, we really can't shut up. You yeah. thought we were bad, but we talked about and we, one. We've actually tried to restrain ourselves. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. There were multiple moments of like looks going like, yeah, like we can't keep we can't, talking. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> so we've had a lovely time. 
Yeah. As always. As always. Next week, we'll be back to regular programming. Yeah. Where we'll, we will be talking about... The... Uh, well, the when, how we're going to schedule this is a bit up to debate. Uh, what, which, what's going what's to come before others. We have mentioned other episodes here and there. Yeah. They might not come until after. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this. But, I have uh, no idea. We'll figure it out. We'll figure but at it least out. what we're going to be recording next is going to be 2009's Mulan, if you've already heard it. I don't even know anything about this movie. This one's yeah, yours. This, I know this, nothing this about this. Me. This is all me. And apparently, uh, well, we'll get into it in the next Are you episode. wishing them luck or are you saying have no, fun? No, no, no. No, have fun. Have fun. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. Enjoy. So, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Oh, if you want to get in touch with us, it's uh, sightonscreen at gmail.com. If you want to ask any questions or anything like that. Or patreon.com forward slash sightonscreen. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. As we'll always, we are we are always open to suggestions, praise, constructive criticism. Constructive criticism is very much... Uh, appreciated as long as you can keep your cap locks off and your... Uh, <laughs> You idiots! I hate you. Yeah, I yeah. loved let's, movie forty three. Oh, oh my god! If you love movie forty three, let us know. We need to know who yeah. you are. If we have permission to read your name on air, let us know as well because yeah. you need you deserve recognition. Man. Yeah. Whoever you, you are, are out champ. there, you, you are, are a champion of a lost cause. But yeah, and uh, you know, if you feel like uh, supporting us uh, on Patreon, by all means, do that. Yeah, we would highly appreciate it. Rate and review wherever you are listening to us. And yeah. please, if you really want to do us a favor, tell a friend. Spread the word. We need yeah. more people listening. And you can find us on pretty much any podcast. Wherever, wherever you, you get wherever your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. Not wherever you get your books. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I still remember those old commercials. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. Thank you so much. This has been Abdullah Crowey and Richard Herring signing off. We'll catch you next time. Doodles.